to The One One. I am BJ Ryan. Episode 153 is proudly brought to you by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter with Betfair. And it just feels fantastic to be back in One One HQ alongside the one and only, the man himself, the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. It's uh, good. Great to be back, actually. Good's not a strong enough superlative, is it? It's great to be back. Good to see your smiling face. You've even got a bit less greyer. You reckon? Uh, a bit less. Well, you're not really grey. You're more white, aren't you? Your hair, snow white. I'm heading, I'm on I'm heading towards sub, Which one sub, am I? I'm, I'm usually grumpy. I'm, I'm heading towards <laughs> sub-zero territory at the moment. You are. <laughs> you are, actually. That's very good. How, how have you been, though? Uh, been good. The, yep. The uh, the we were, we we're off the air for just about two months actually. Was it two months? Two months. All of December and all of January. Um, but yeah, we like it was. We, to be fair, we hadn't taken a break in in three years, so we'd been podcasting for three years straight, pretty much. So it was nice to spend um, Christmas and New Year's with the family, let down, and um, school holidays, of course. Um, Busy with the three kids at home, and uh, so the timing is uh, fan- is fantastic. So kids back at school this week, and we're back uh, in one one HQ covering everything WA racing related. So, yeah, how was your two month sojourn? Two months. That feels yeah. didn't feel like two months. I felt like we did one last week. Um, no, not at all. Uh, no, it was good. Uh, feeling refreshed, ready to go, ready to. Uh, what have we got the build up to the the quaker. Have the winners been flown? Uh, I feel like we're starting to get some momentum back here. We're starting to get a little bit, uh, a little bit back. I reckon we had a little bit of uh, good luck in the. Uh, in saying that, I think the protest was there, but um, in the what was it, the Mungrop, the Mount Barker Sprint, the Mount yeah. Barker Sprint there, yeah, where um, obviously River Rubicon protested against Coley. I was on. Uh, I was pretty keen, Chevelle de Varga, to lead from start to finish. And I reckon if Coley doesn't push out there, I'd suggest that River Rubicon wins. So the only way I was winning that race as a punter. Was um was to for what occurred to exactly occur. So maybe that was a little bit of good luck. That's what you that needed. Yeah, exactly That's right. Exactly right. So um, no, we're starting to find a bit of momentum and feeling pretty good about uh, Saturday racing, especially at the moment. Was that just back on that protest? That yes. was very he's remarkable, that was lucky, great, massive vibes, yeah. wasn't it? Very much so. Yeah, I'm in a little group chat with um we sort of cryptane pete anthony's so we're having a bit of a chat about it and pete was very adamant cannot cannot be upheld i was thinking at the time that was probably the case uh, I, I couldn't analyze it deeply i was out and about and i'm already a unsociable prick when racing's on and i'm out and about but um i was surprised but it, when you look at it and and listen to um the explanation at the same time it's it's probably there and it was pretty brave um it was pretty brave by the stewards to make the call, but it was there because if th- there's this big onus on the horse that's lost the race to prove you were going to win it, how about I think there needs to be more onus on the horse that causes and the jockey uh, more so that causes the interference um, about why that occurred and and perhaps they need to take more responsibility. And, and I know that means the punters take responsibility mm. too because those that backed Coley were cooked. Though I, I do know of a lot of people at Bat Coley, but so many um, corporates do first past the post. Yeah. So lots of people won that race that didn't actually win. So all everyone bar the River Rubicon backers, I think they're, they're probably the <laughs> stiff ones. Um, but I, I don't. I think that it, it needs to be. Uh, you, you definitely need to be fairly confident or very confident the horse that was impeded would have won the race. And I think it would have. I think Rubicon would have won that race. But yeah. I think sometimes it's just too strong. Oh, we can't overturn that. Oh, we can't overturn that. So I don't know. I, I think it's something that will be regulated harder in years to come. But I think there should be a lot more 
upheld protests. Yeah, well, this is- I think there should was, be a lot more. This was going to be my point. My counterpoint is um, I think if the interference didn't happen, I believe River Rubicon wins the race. That's it. So that's the whole- For me, I that's the whole know, protest but the, but done. The, the decision- is a complete outlier to how the panel has been 100%. adjudicating protest. This is one hundred percent. The thing is like, like yeah, a brave man and a, a, a student of racing can watch that race and say, okay, yeah, there was a, the margin was one point seven lengths, whatever. But you know, I'm confident that River Rubicon would have won that race. However, that is not how they've been doing protests for a long time now. I so don't, I mean, that's do you I reckon mean, the little love and chat, <laughs> the little love and chat slash, uh, who was the host, Kieran, oh, yeah. back in blue. <laughs> you reckon that that's uh, spurred them into action? <laughs> Ringing in their ears. Yeah. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. They, they checked what I was on. <laughs> just I, I honestly, we can't cop anymore. I honestly this, think they were, just, this they were so furious with Jess Valenti and the- I and, felt, and I felt sorry and, for Jess. And, and, what, and the, the maneuver that she pulled, mm. They were just so furious that I reckon that created a environment to uphold, uphold the protest, but it's not really what they do. The consistency I've, aspect would say it shouldn't be upheld. Yeah. For me, common sense says it should be upheld, which means from now on, they all have to be upheld. Exactly. Well, and, and, and has and to this, be- This brings me all the way to yesterday's protest. Yeah. That's, they wouldn't protest that prior to no, Mount Barker. So. The Mount Barker situation, it would have emboldened them to fire in a protest. They were completely. They were chalking. I don't think there was a protest there yesterday. In all fairness, I, think I, don't, I don't think there out. was. I don't think there was. Either. Yeah, but this is this is the thing. It's like, well, like you've got to be you. You got to you're opening up a can of worms if you're going to be the, the Mount Barker situation. While I believe it to be that River Rubicon should have won the race. It's a it's a distinct departure from how they've been adjudicating protests for a long time now. Correct. Yeah. So Correct. it's it's got to be okay. Is this the direction we're heading, or is that just a complete one-off? So we'll find out. Yeah. Well, yeah. the simple question is you, the simple question that students had to ask themselves is um, would that horse have, have won the race? Are we pretty confident that horse would have won the race? And mm. you said, yeah, I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty confident. Riru called it. So yeah. for me, that's that's the question. It can't just be oh, beyond a shadow of a blah, blah, blah. Like that, that can't be the complete and utter answer. It has to be would that horse have probably won the race if that jockey – you can't gain an advantage. Like Jess Valenti can't – um, that's it's harsh on Jess Valenti as well, by yeah. the way. Like to be the one, the scapegoat where they've suddenly changed the rule. And you have to I, I often wonder about little things like that. So you've got Brad Parnham, a big senior hoop sitting in the um stewards room alongside Jess Valenti, who's obviously trying to make her way. She's been around for quite a while, but she's obviously doesn't get many big race rides. And you sort of have to wonder if that they look at that as well. And the, you know, the big yeah, the big and, city jocks come and up also, and they're a little bit intimidated. And, and that's, that's not a go at anyone. That's just that's just how, normal human how behavior. You, how you present your argument in the stewards room. Exactly well. right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. I um, I'd love to get in the stewards room one day. <laughs> I would have loved to have a little share in love and chat and not just be a punter that day and uh, being on course. And I reckon I would have just said, "Mr. Rogers, Roy, you just you just take a backseat chair. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there and give him my two cents." And yeah. I reckon I would have given him far more than two cents. I would have filled up their piggy bank with yeah. uh, opinions there. But uh, yeah, I, I'd, I'd some some more clarity um, going forward. It would would be nice. But I think the onus is too heavily on the horse that gets impeded when it should be on the uh, on the horse that does the impeding. I tell you what, that was old school riding from Jess Valenti. That doesn't yeah. happen very rarely yeah. these days. That's like get out a, th me, a throwback to the the nineties when. 
jockeys' riding fees weren't as uh, significant yeah. and the prize money wasn't significant. And, Funny uh, and Jess as well. And they, uh, the, the guys out there who wanted, who needed to win the race, yeah. they just made sure that they won the race and that was uh, kind of what Jess Horses did. Horses are um, really going for her as well. I'm not sure what level Jess is on, but she's been given some really good opportunities by Summer and she hasn't won a race, but I'm pretty sure she had three rides, all about 20 to 1. Moishwa, um, Sir Mambo. Yeah. Mama Timbu, and they're all horses going well, don't get me wrong. I but all of the them, the, yeah, 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 he's a parker, I think yeah. it was. But all of them ran a hole for it at a big price. So it's a, it's a sign the horses are going really nicely for us. So hopefully she can return from the suspension, not take it too harsh, and um, and get a few more city rides because horses are clearly getting along with her. Yeah, well, she's been riding heaps of winners and on, Esperance, on yeah, bush, bush tracks yep. for, for a year, season yep. or two now with a Darren Pavement connection. So um, that can translate to the turf. A couple of Esperance stings as well. Yeah. Yep. Go back to Esperance and have a look at a couple of um, – and this this is dodgy as anything. Like this will probably not be the right thing to say, but if a couple of those Esperance maidens haven't been – almost preconceived results before they've kicked off, then I don't know who I am, honestly. They're like, who were they? They were oh, the one Mitch Pateman sent down, Speckles and Winging, all right? So fair enough, both horses should have been pretty strong in the market. They were both like fives to eighty. race one of the day, both occasions. Both have worked so hard to get to the front. I'm talking they're like starting Betfair, $1.80, $1.70, like liquid after going up five bucks, and they've just won easily. Like they weren't stopping. Like the horses just keep going. They've then come out of their next start. Speckles was beaten 24, and Wingen was beaten 10. And they've only stepped from maiden to class one. Like they haven't gone out of the – you know, and they've both been um, drifters, like complete. And so I don't know. I just, I just thought more questions might have been asked in regards mm. to how that sort of occurred down there in the uh, the, the, Bay, the, Bay the Bay of Isles. The Bay of, the Bay of, Isles. of Isles. So yeah. anyway, if I'm not on the right side of one, I'm upset. If I'm on the right side of one, then it was just. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what it was? Good punning. <laughs> it's uh, it's only a rod if you're not involved. Or exactly <laughs> right. So this protest should have been uh, upheld because I was on Chevelle de Varga and the best horse won. And um, the lover chat one should have also been upheld because of the one I was on. So yes, that's exactly. how it should work. Um, before we go any further, mm. we have to pay a big homage. Is homage the right word? To the champ. Mm. Dig deep. Uh, not only is the One One podcast um, all our uh, logos and all our, uh, I guess, um, Jared, Nos Jared Noski still asking advertising for, uh, is uh, is based around Dig Deep and the uh, and the colours that he wore to victory in the in the character play and throughout his illustrious career. But uh, stumps for uh, for the champ after the Mount Barker sprint. Yeah, yeah, stumps for the champ. He's uh, yeah, he's he's had a. Uh, I think the one thing you can say about the um, the champ is I reckon they eat and the pierces they eat what uh, ability they basically the level of ability they got out of him and the wins we got out of him um, was his level. I don't think there was a huge amount, um, perhaps a couple of hard luck stories yeah, here so. and there. But you know what I'm saying? I think I, I, I think, think he fell three yes. three wins short. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, we we couldn't be uh, happier with the the career we've had, the ride we've had. I, I was a little surprised. I, I thought potentially um, it was a long prep. It was a tough run at Barker. I, I thought there might have been one more prep. This, that, that was just my mindset that uh, after dropping all those points, it might have been worth having a little pop out and then um, coming back have a couple of runs. And if he's if he's not a happy horse, then put him away straight away. You're a long time retired at, at, at sixty years old, but I think that it's worth focusing on what he's done in his career and uh, especially for our family and what the happy memories he's that's what uh, I was that's what I was going to ask you like we're heavy heavy 
punt focus here at the one-one, like we're previewing a meeting. But tell us what a horse like Dig Deep means from like when it comes along. Like it's once in a lifetime stuff, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I, I forwarded my my family don't have Twitter, so <coughs> excuse me. Um, there was some posts from from people. Uh, one of the owners, um, Jordan Riceborough, I've never met. Jordan, I don't think. Um, Mark Olmus, Julio, they all put up quite nice posts and I sent them all through. I sent them all the articles, sent them all the stuff on, that was said on radio. Um, and, yeah, I think my sister in particular found it very um, very touching and very moving and the fact that there was, you know, sort of a, um, yeah, just, just very touching and very moving. And it, it's still – the race was obviously three years ago, three and a half years ago now, but uh, it's still very um, still very close to us, uh, all that occurred. So it was – I was – I was very flat when we um, when the retirement uh, was decided. Um, I always knew I'd be flat. It feels like the end of an era to some mm. degree, you know. It's sort yeah. of a, you're saying I don't know. You're saying goodbye to, to something else, even though I mean he'd had forty starts, and you're not. It wasn't like every time we got super excited to to watch Dig Deep running like we did in the past, because we sort of were just sort of thinking maybe we're just dropping some points at the moment to try and pinch another one or two mm. in a year or so. But uh, it was probably probably more what Dig Deep represented. Presented, I think for us, so it was it was very uh, yeah very very flattening um, for him to go out. But the memories he's given us are uh, yeah I don't think memories many people will get to experience in the racetrack, and I, I hope that people do because it's uh, there's yeah I think the the experiences you have on a racetrack are experiences, and that's this is probably just for me. You can't have anywhere else in life. So yeah, I mean. It's just, yeah, the the whole dig deep story and everything with your dad Tony and uh, the fact that um, he won the Caracatta and you got to share that like that you know like people something sometimes people forget the family aspect of mm. racing um, and the emotional connections that we have with um, you know with the horse and with the with the people involved like it that's the real for me that's the real heart of the of the game and um yeah i think sometimes we can get a little bit cynical about aspects of it but really when it boils down to it that's uh, the horses and the the people are what it's all about but um now the champ has been i saw, saw all the pierce racing mm. socials the champ's been officially retired now i said to you off air before is there a chance we could do a tom brady and he can he can come back well, I uh, <laughs> thought we weren't going to talk about this. <laughs> I'm like, but I, I think it's a great story, and you wouldn't want to um, add a sour footnote to the story as well. Um, but he's, he's a six, I think he's a six year old gelding who's now down to an 82 rider. Uh, I think he's gone down to Charlotte Skerritt, who's been his longtime um, strapper carer, uh, great girl, and, and loves him. Pablo's his name in the in the yard. Pablo, look, I don't know. That's if great. He's fit and healthy in a few months' time, and I want to give consideration to it. He's at a he's at a rating where he'd probably win a couple more. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I tell I, you, what, I also don't want it to be a uh, yeah yeah major talking point about it going forward. But, I tell you um, what, though, very rare, like for Dig Deep to be good at two. Good at three, yep. good at four, good at five, and good at six, right? Like he's that, moderate at six. Well, <laughs> yeah, right. But he's two two year olds, good two year olds, good three year olds often just sort of fade away into you know whatever, or they you know they retired early or whatever the story is. But he he was a, a rare commodity in that he he was a character plate winner that 
continue to race well um, throughout his three, four, five-year-old season. So yeah, that, exactly that's, right. That's pretty, yeah, we see Amelia's jewel obviously coming out as a three-year-old and probably going to come out as a four-year-old and, yep. and a and so on. But I mean, it's a, it is a real rarity. Karakata winners. I, I, I liken it to sort of um, the underage footballer that fully grows by the time he's fifteen. You know, and he's a six foot two or six foot three um, Hulk, yep. and he's dominating on the on the youngsters at uh, down at Kingsley Oval, yep. and then uh, he steps up to uh, the big grey. But he's fully grown. He's mm. done all he's growing and 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 there's sort of um so hang on everyone else has got better and i've stayed the same so it's it's that's why it's difficult i think for uh for for two-year-olds to um to sort of go on and, and have that type of career it's also the racing they do as well and yeah, whether it, it helps it, and that's why yeah, bob, the, bob peters is probably the, the, the miles on the, the most impacts yeah, for sure probably the most patient of the lot is probably bob peters i think who obviously doesn't run many as two-year-olds if, if any and mm. um they all have, uh, well, majority of them have extremely good careers and big three-year-old careers. But, um, yeah, to see him continue on like that. And we were quite lucky because he went into the Karakata at start number three. Yeah. It wasn't like he'd had multiple preps and this and that. He, As Dan said at the time when he was interviewed, I think he probably won this uh, like a campaign early. We went – got to remember, we went into the um, – we went into the guineas as favourite. Mm. Um, that three-year-old little campaign there, we were stiff as anything not mm. to pick one of those up. We got slowly run races. We were shuffled back. We ran into some fair horses too, actually. Yeah, we did. Well, it's funny. From that little crop, I look at that little crop, and you obviously got it – was, it was Jericho Missile, Red Can Man, us, and there was one other. Jericho Missile's now – they're still going. Yep. Down trained in Albany um, with Paulie Hunter. Uh, Red Can Man's obviously been um, just a revelation, been tremendous its whole career, tough as nails. Uh, War Saint was retired not long after. Yep. Um, that was sort of that crop. There's one more I'm forgetting as well. Um, KC was the Philly. Are you talking about the, the boys? Yeah, it was, it was KC as well, yeah. wasn't it? Because KC won the Kingston Town yep. that year. That's right. Took the rails run. We should have had and yep. probably would have won. We wouldn't have. That's a lie. But I think the other one was uh, Superstorm. Superstorm, yeah. yep. Yeah, uh, yeah there was a, a, a bunch of the recent ones. He's a multiple group one winner in yeah. the East Coast, I think, Superstorm. So. Yeah, there was a few of the yeah. – it's hard with Bob's because he doesn't get overly inventive with the names, a special choice, and there's just he uses <laughs> about six different words, just finds different ways to order uh, the words. The latest to, one is Ocean. Are you kidding me? Ocean, yeah. yeah. Come on, Bob. Um, now – No wonder they're not winning at the moment. Speaking about Karakatas, uh, the 1-1 one, one podcast, mm. our Own the Dream competition – uh, we were in it last year. There was a six six man squad. Um, us two, my friend Tommy, brother, famous, famous brother, actor, brother in law Jason, and uh, he's my Eddie, and of course my father Bernie. What's Eddie's last name. Eddie Murphy. Oh. Um, and uh, we had our first run up last Sunday. Odin Arca, and uh, yeah, we had. It was we, funny. Our, we, we, our little uh, messaging after most races, BJ's. <laughs> BJ's usually, and this will probably surprise listeners, BJ's a little bit more level-headed than me at times. <laughs> and BJ's often, um, yeah, he listens to me have a bit of a, a bit of a soot, which is a rarity. It only happens once every 35 minutes. And, um, yeah, BJ was a little bit, uh, I think he was just a bit disgruntled <laughs> because uh, I think he'd had a bit of a pop. But I, I saw it from the other side of the coin. You did. Um, I also was pretty keen the winner. <laughs> but I saw it I saw it the other side of the coin where the most important thing I wanted to see on Dave was a horse that wanted to be there. And that was just like we've run last. But I um yeah the yeah it was just it was exciting. I, I think we'll win the Magic Millions. I think we'll win the Caracata. <laughs> I'm serious. It's all over. Why not? Uh, exactly. And, and you see the the, the week that Dig Deep's retired yeah. four days later 
my next Karakata when it <laughs> debuts. And we only got a very small share, but that's very similar. To be honest with you, out of all the horses I own, Dig Deep's the one I got the smallest share in. Yeah. It's not really about that as much. So um, yeah, I'm very excited going forward. So now our hope and our plan, how are we looking for a start in the Magic Millions? I think we've got to be touch and go. Are we? Yep. Yeah. So are we a chance of running before or is that something we're going to keep in-house? Uh, potentially next Saturday. Ah, oh, so do the old seven-dayer. D- not sure. Not okay. Sure. So leave it up to the – Oh dear, the great man, SJ Wolf. I prefer, um, prefer we left it up to you in that sense, <laughs> to be honest with you. I'd prefer you did the sit down and did the maths. You were the one that masterminded, didn't work out in the end, but masterminded um, the idea of me, Alaskan God, in the in the railway. You said, no, hold fire. We don't need to go again off seven days. Just unfortunately, didn't, didn't get the chop. You, you deserve the chop. <laughs> no, well, you still, you, you, you did what they wanted, you know? Yeah. I mean, there would have been the temptation to run the week before, mm. and uh, in the end, you only just snuck in as well, so... Um, the horse let you down. Yeah, well, we might just sneak in again, so but we'll see. But um, yeah, as I said to you during the week, um, we should see if we can get the one-one colours on tonight. <laughs> I said to you, you reckon Wolfie would say that. <laughs> I reckon we'll get a firm no, but you can only ask. Eh? Um, yes. she'll, she'll, anywhere he, he tell you, yeah. anywhere he goes, I'm good, aren't I? Yeah. Anywhere he goes next, just be, watch out. So, but yes, no, I was- Find a company, uh, find my, a company that's margin betting. My confidence grew- uh, Every minute closer to start time and my <laughs> investment crew, every minute closer to start time in alignment with my confidence level. So You were right. You, oh, you were bang on. Gee, it, was, was. it was just a yeah, combination of factors which worked against us. Jason handing up on Son of a Boss was the was the killer that yeah. did not take us into the race. Sean just – he did nothing wrong really. He just looked for a gap, looked for a gap, looked for a gap, wasn't there. You don't want to push a two-year-old on debut through a very tight little hole as well. It could spook and worry him and that could affect your racing career going forward. So I, I have never finished last and be more excited <laughs> about a horse I've owned after a race. So as as yeah. you said to me, they yep. were all up and down. The yep. winner went through the line pretty well. Yep. The Paul Jordan runner down the outside went through the line pretty well. But they were all under hard riding. We're trying to jump them mm. uh, under uh, going half pace. So yeah. I'll tell you what, Mc, McGruddy, Shawnee needed uh, Pikey's pogo stick, didn't he? That's what was missing. I saw the interview That's with um, Wolfie pre, uh, pre-race where he said that uh, <laughs> Sean said, oh, this might uh, this one might be a bit quick for Tashi. I'll tell you what, maybe <laughs> as soon as he said that, you knew he was going to find yeah. trouble. As soon yeah. as he's got the swagger out, you oh. knew there was just going to be a little bit of trouble. So yeah. anyway, Tashi might be back on next start. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. We'll Speak, him in. Speaking of Perth Racing Guru investments, you've got two runners this Saturday, which we'll yeah, get to shortly, Halatorian and Be Optimistic. Yeah. So things are really happening in the ownership uh, department for you. But before we move on to the preview, we're still we're sitting here. It is 10.40am mm. uh, and we are waiting to, to see whether the Ascot Saturday meeting will actually be run on Saturday. There, uh, there is a concern about the heat on that particular day. So there was talk yesterday in the lead up that the Saturday meeting was going to be moved to the Sunday. The Sunday Belmont would be moved to the Monday and the Monday Lake Hill trials will be moved to the Tuesday. As we speak, we are awaiting a, a final decision from all parties um, and racing and wagering Western Australia. So we're kind of operating a little bit blind as to what's happening with these meetings. The one thing there we can are, say is there are no markets out either when we when we commence our No, Brad's shortly. held fire, which is very smart from from Brad because if he went early and we uh, take advantage of all his errors um, and they moved it to Sunday, I'm pretty sure Tab Touch's policy is void. It's funny, be careful which company you do bet with because everyone's different in that sense. I went through it. 
a few of them. Sports bet are um, bet stand if races within 48 hours. So mm-hmm. that stand, green tab, which is New South Wales, they are bets all void. So you just got to be mindful. Uh, my feel is because yesterday it was sort of 39 and a half. What are we looking hit. at now? Well, now here, this website's telling me 37.8. So what, what we're saying now is irrelevant. This podcast isn't going to come out for about seven or eight hours. So yep. we'll know by the time this all happens. My feel is on that, they have to run. Um, yeah. Personally, I'm down south in a low reception zone for the weekends. I was absolutely stoked with the Sunday pop. But uh, looking at that, I'd say they're going to run Saturday. But not a huge amount should change. Uh, wind-wise, because obviously we look at um, the Easterlies fairly integral. If they do decide to run it earlier, so they went for the 9 a.m., 10 a.m. start, because there is some discussion they might be talking to Sky, um, that Easterly will be more prominent. Well, it takes a while for it to swing around to the Westerly mm. uh, till midday or so. So you might run four, five, six races before that swings around. If it's as it is now, you might run one, you might run none. So yep. um, I don't think they'd push it further to the Arvo because it seems even hotter throughout the Arvo. No, that if, seems pointless. I imagine the word is that they've been talking to, trying to talk to Sky. My theory would be that they, they'd be trying to get some time slots Earlier in the day, like bring, it, bring it forward two hours. That's really yeah. like the one from 11 till two is when I definitely don't have reception. So all I can say is think about me in the situation. <laughs> you, you're absolutely kidding me, aren't you? Uh, straight, straight into Jero afterwards. And then I've done all the Jero form, allowing for Clint and, and Troy and and all the lads to be uh, uh, heading up there. Tash, he's got a good book. And, and yeah, it's, it's a different race meeting when uh, they all don't go. So I'm going to have to redo the Jero form, BJ. They're not thinking about the little bloke, are they? No, they're not. It's yeah because Jero sorry Jero was obviously moved from today because of the heat in Jero to Saturday where it's only going to be thirty five. Okay, right. Was Clint John supporter going up? Yeah, I think yeah, he was right. going up with his brother. Oh, Zeph was having his first ride. Now Zeph's first ride will be he's going to Esperance for one. He's riding Dawn Amnesty, which oh. uh, I tell you what, it's a horse going nicely, but it's a difficult steer for a horse uh, for a jock on debut, a sitting sprinter. So I oh. think Durant had set him up with my baby Blue Jean as yeah. his first ever race ride. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a great first race ride because it's a jump and runner, and there wasn't much speed in that either. So it was a that was probably the type of race you'd want to. Gotcha. Kick, oh, kick off in. good luck to um, yeah, very yeah, good Z- luck. ZJP Zephan Johnston Porter mm-hmm. embarking on his uh, riding career. Okay, Terry, let's take a break, and we'll be back with our preview for the Ascot Mile Day at Ascot Saturday or Sunday. We're not sure yet. Okay, punters, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Ascot Mile Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, we're teaming up to record episode 153 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, quarter to 11 on Thursday, the 2nd of February. Esperance, the Bay of Isles in action tomorrow. That's Friday. And we're not really sure. The, the rest is in flux at the moment, but Geraldton is definitely racing Saturday. We've just got to wait on a decision uh, about the Ascot and the uh, Belmont meetings this weekend. So um, hopefully that'll be fact through. we haven't got a decision still yep. would mean that they're talking to – they would have moved it to Sunday if they were going to do that. Yep. So I'd say they're talking to Sky and we're going to have time changes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, still, just think about me. Yeah. What about, what about me? What about you? Um, so that is You're that. a big Shannon Nolf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. You have a little flavour saver when you are, you know, the big <laughs> – let let let's ride. Let's let's ride. Let's ride. That's my favourite song. Yeah. yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Let's there you ride. Go. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you say the last leg of a multi, isn't it's a, it? It's a banger. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, never cash out. You're someone that does multis and super, uh, super cashes mul- out. Super multi, man. Super multi tips. Yeah, yeah. just killing it. 
Yeah. He's the man. He's the man. Yeah. Super <laughs> multi tips, Forex. Aussies. Aussies super multis. Uh, so stay tuned, Terry. Uh. Oh, yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city meets, get out, stakes, competition. And don't forget, uh, we have the return. Finally, the return of the Mac, the return of the mastermind. Uh, Geordie Turner and Sammy, Sammy Black and White. Uh, tab Room, Sam White. Yes. Is that his Twitter handle? Tab Room. Wood, wood, tab, wood Tab Room? Wood Tab Room. Yeah. Does that mean he likes being in TAB that, rooms? Yeah. Or is that his last name? Tab, no, his last name is White. Might be his local. Anyway. It might be his local. I'll ask about that if I don't forget. Uh, coming up in the mastermind as well. The Bundyering Hotel, yes, exactly. Um, now, this is the moment of the podcast where I ask you what uh, what side gigs you got going that you need to promote, like Betfair-related, oh, uh, Miles Spitzner-related. What, what's what's cooking I've, in the I've guru's enjoyed, world? Well, I've enjoyed two months without doing uh, without doing bugger all, to be honest with yeah. you. But, um, yeah, no, I won't be writing the previews for a little while yet. I've, I've enjoyed the time without – and it just sort of – it's been meaning – because um, in summer there's Friday racing, so that's an extra meeting. That's yeah. an extra six hours work. So yeah. it's sort of it's a time orientated thing. But uh, back on doing Miles show the uh, Friday form lounge, I think he calls it. Um, so yeah, we're on that uh, tomorrow with Miles returning. So just that's when you, just when you thought you were out, yeah, well, Miles is persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> he's very persuasive. He's a man about town. Tell you what, he's gonna be calling footy this year and, and enjoy watching the uh, the rise of Miles over the journey. He's, he's a good caller. Have you heard him call footy? I have not heard. He's him a cracking. Footy. He's a cracking footy caller. I think he's uh, yeah. He's very obviously a very personable and comical man. But um, yeah, I think he calls footy extremely well for a man that spends as much time as he does with on the form doing. Uh, well, the form for every state in Australia. He's uh, yeah, he's a cracking caller. So um, tune in. All right, tune little in. So, plug, little unexpected. So though, fits. those who uh, hang by their um, devices every Thursday, Friday, waiting for the words of the Perth Racing Guru, they're just going to have to hold fire. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll we'll get there. Uh, I think Betfair want us to flick in our best or best couple and add a, a little couple of sentences. So yeah, we'll, spiel. Yeah, so we'll still do that. Only. Okay. Yeah, but All that'll right. be it. Now, now. The one one is uh, of course available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other pod- podcasting platforms. Please, please download, subscribe, like, follow, and if there's an opportunity to give us a five star rating, well, don't think, just do. So that's very good. <laughs> that's new, isn't it? <laughs> that's, I'm quoting Maverick from Top Gun. Yeah. yeah. Wow. There you go. I like it. Don't think, just do. Give very us uh, give us five stars. Yeah. So, um, all right. Let's get cracking. It's time. For the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. And uh, Craig just wanted us to, to let the listeners know, uh, especially you racing folk out there that um, have anything to do with uh, walkers, carousel walkers, that if you want your carousel walker to be irrigated, then Witten's, Craig Witten, Witten's Irrigation and Design, he's your man. So get in touch with Craig if you have anything irrigating related. So, um, and also a shout out to the Witten family, Ex-Celestial. Off Heck yeah. McLaren, it's one of its last two, ridden by Kate. What the heck? What the heck, ridden by Kate. Trained by Rob, uh, that's Craig's father. Reinvented. And um, strapped, strapped and part-owned by Timmy Gears. 
good man, Timmy. He's the manager, of course, of uh, Kate and uh, Sean McGrady. So, um, real family affair. Excelsior has won its last two good odds. So, good buy. Uh, it's always been a horse with a fair bit of talent. Mm. As uh, Excelsior used to be a sitting sprinter, most of its wins yeah, it were. Yeah, get back. Yep, flash. I actually backed it at its first race start, and then it beat me. I was the uh, the big money. Zach loves to fly. Oh. We backed that two eighty into about a dollar seventy, and it was only Excelsior that beat me. So I'm uh, I was very happy with them and then very unhappy with them should have stuck with it <laughs> yeah yeah i've been cleaning up recently mm. so good job so we quickly touched on the track earlier the rails back in the true um it's gonna be a warm day um and again all this is in flux due to the uh the day that we're racing and potential start time changes so I don't think a huge amount will change. As I said, I, I, it may be that we are racing in the morning. And uh, if we're racing in the morning, you'd suspect it'll play a little bit more, uh, will suit those a little bit more closer to the speed. But um, look, when you were racing at the True Pad, we have to, I've been told that it's in far better condition than it was yep. um, in, in prior runs. But I mean, you probably have to see that till we believe it. So this is probably the most difficult pad to bet pre-post with confidence on, especially if you're backing something from an inside gate. But in saying that, I'm waiting for that big overcorrection mm. where the inside pad is concrete and you can't win off it when it's at the true pad. And I know that a lot of work has gone into the deck um, and that particular part of the deck. But just remember that the last two or three times we've raced at the true pad, if you settled on the fence, you effectively couldn't win. Mm, okay. You effectively were stuffed, especially when you're especially when um when you're behind. I see, as of nine thirty-five this morning, the track's officially rated at five, so they've kept the water right mm -hmm. up to it in the heat, which is understandable. That's and the then thing: will they try and overcorrect wide? Will there be a? Yeah. It's a yeah, it's a sticky one. It's a lane which. Yeah, I, I know they've done a lot of work, as I said, but what we I guess we'll only find out on, on race day. And, uh, yeah, it might take a race or two just to have a look and, and decide how you feel a couple of leaders, a couple of leaders back horses should go. And there are a couple of good ones early to decide. Yeah. And we'll, we'll talk yeah. about um, probably just go and pot shot in a second who should probably both go okay. And that's probably a good indication to start the day. But, um, yeah, lots of learning in that sense. Well, We've got good, no odds to talk about either. Good segue. Yeah. Into race one. Let's do it. They, and they knew we were coming back because they've served up one of our one of our favourite race names for the opener. It's the Quay Clean. <laughs> the Quay Quay. Quasi. Quasi. It's oh. uh it's the key clean handicap uh, for the three year olds over eleven hundred metres. And now that we're in February, punters, it's important to note that the open just the standard eighty thousand dollar Open three-year-olds are all handicapped now. For the from August one to the end of January, there's set weights and penalties races. But uh, as of the first of Feb, the uh, the um, open three-year-olds are now handicapped. So this is a uh, 62 plus with a minimum of 54 and a 60 kilo top weight in the form of Just Go, who is uh, returning from racing in the uh, Placid Arc and the Placid Arc Prelude. So um, Radwell, pot shot, the stable mate's coming off two strong wins and Wild Bell, of course, is uh, potentially heading to Melbourne alongside mm -hmm. stable mate Laced Up Heels for friend of the show, LK Fernie. So not a bad little three-year-old contest to kick things off. Yeah, it's a cracker. I won't be betting here. I didn't even do a market. Uh, it's only race of the day. I, I just think there was too many question marks mm. um, on this race to have any real confidence in it. Like, is Wild Bell ready to go? Is Luke using this as, as a trial? From a speed map point of view, Wild Bell is the only horse that didn't make sense where it's going to be. Um, you'd 
expect Jusco to lead Bisector outside at pot shot behind it. I actually, Pike, I actually thought Bisector might be able to cross, cross Jusco. Potentially. Yeah. It's found races with no speed. Remember yep. that in regards to that. I, I can't imagine that Dion will be asking Vic to let something cross and then pot shot becomes three of the fence as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a possibility. Uh, if that if that's the case and he goes forward on Wide Bell, you might find the breeze. Yep. Um, they'll remember the Placid Arc run as well where they went back. And I think – if you are going east, Luke would be pretty happy to see Wild Bell even flop out the back and run on. Like he, he's probably not as perturbed about winning this race. I haven't spoke to Luke, yeah. but the most important thing I could imagine would be to see a really. If you're taking a horse over east, you want to see a real happy horse that's ready to go and maybe gutsing it from barrier eight, sitting three of the trip. That might not be the the ideal setup. So my feel is that you would look at maybe a quieter rod. Uh, so that makes her a uh, an extremely interesting uh betting proposition i went back and watched the placid arc again and, and the effort her effort was huge you gotta remember that was a massive on pace day like a wild 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 on pace day so her effort was uh, only second uh, i'd say to, to the um, yeah to my bella yeah. mate who was just simply explosive so great little race so it wouldn't surprise me um trespassing will improve with the one one written with some cover with w pike cup over Loche was brilliant i presume that was sort of a barrier trial hit out i see the blinkers um, are off trespassing too so yep, trespassing, first time in career blinkers off Pike on yep. beautiful hands. It's got a feel, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Mia yeah. Gusto is not good enough to win the race. I don't think Bisector can win the race from the breeze. Uh, Cup over Loche is one that could go around any old price and run you a big race. Uh, might consider it. Just go. Um, yeah, just go was heavily underrated all last campaign. Yeah. So yep. why, why not again? Especially if I think Bisector um, will sit in the breeze. It can maybe shake it off yep. potentially. In saying that, Bisector, I presume Holly's had the option to ride Just Go as well. So Holly might get a real good feel of Bisector. It might be her loyalty to Simon Miller, mm. even though she's got good loyalty to Dion Luciani as well. So there were just more questions and answers I had here. And speaking, um, of, speaking of questions, I was I reckon oh, I was going where you're going. I'd you say. go. Let, I was just going to talk about Malkar Pindari. Also, I actually really like Malkar Pindari. Yeah, I like it too. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me to see Malkar Pindari win this. Again, we've got no odds to win this at 40 to 1 as well. But um, I, I, as I said, I won't be betting in this race. But William Luthwaite, the trainer of this horse. Now, this, it's an interesting setup. So Brock has had all of his horses transferred to William for whatever reason. I think there's an, an ongoing, ongoing inquiry. inquiry yeah. An ongoing inquiry. It's just a... It's a very funny look. And yesterday he's – because Brock's still clearly training the horses. It's just a very funny look. Yesterday he's a representative at the yard. Like why why aren't they just in Brock's name? Like this is – it just – does he have to – did he have to transfer them out of his own name while the inquiry was ongoing? Sort of like if a a player or a footy player is uh, under a – uh, inquiry. I think in the NRL uh, for various offences, they have to actually sit out until that um, uh, until there's been a, a result, basically. So, is that what happened here, or why? Because it just looks. Otherwise, they're just they're taking the piss. If that is the case, like I'm oh, being represented by by Brock, like they're just taking the piss. Like what what's going on? But they, they make everyone. It makes everyone look a bit silly. Like I, I'm not having. To, I, I don't understand the situation there. Like how is. How is the man that's not allowed I'm just, to train just scanning, running the just scanning the latest running the show like just scanning the latest from the stewards? This was January twenty seven, so it just looks like it's been the matter's been adjourned again pending the outcome of some considerations. Um, but this has been adjourned, adjourned, adjourned. Like yeah. this was this 
Star President was the horse that returned the positive swab. That was on April 9 last year. So this might be 12 months sort of in the in the making, this decision. But mm-hmm. getting back to- I'm not, I don't know, by the way, I'm not questioning anybody's, I have no idea about what actually no, occurred. I, I don't care less. No, no, I'm-, I'm It just I'm looks just very, gonna, it just looks odd. It feels a little bit thumbing the nose a little bit in terms yeah. of- well, if if you're going to transfer them to William, your father's name, then maybe just yeah, take just, a, take a bit of a obviously step back. still probably going to train them. Yeah. Just do it subtly. Yeah, like when when Grant and Alana obviously when Alana didn't have the vaccination, yep. um, and all the horses went to Grant's name for a period of time. I'm sure Alana had a little bit of input here and there, but yeah. they didn't rub it in everyone's face. You know, yeah. I, by the way, Alana might not have. I don't know. I have no idea. But. Um, like this is a- It's about, it's about look, racing's about perception, yeah. Yeah. But at the is, moment, it's just like, hang on, like they're in William Ruthwaite's name, but it's being- Because you're made, under inquiry. Being, being made pretty obvious that- Yeah, and he's doing the post-race interviews. He's not <laughs> the, trying to hide it. And the, like, and the pre-race. And he keeps saying I and then changing it to we and like, it's just like, come on, like, <laughs> what, what's going on? It makes us look like fools. It makes the stewards look like fools. Like, and does, again, I don't, yeah. I'm not presuming anyone's innocence or guilt. I've got no idea no, about exactly. it. I don't care less. It just looks- Aesthetically, or, like, what's going or why on? just just leave them in your name? Just leave exactly yeah. right. Just leave them under under your name, yeah. unless he's not allowed to. And if he's not allowed to, then how is this allowed? <laughs> how is this allowed? So that's my question. I don't have any answers. Yeah. Hopefully, we can get some. But they're just being made to look like fools, the stewards. Like, they're being made to look like, the way it is at the moment. You're being made to look like a bit of a ghost. Yeah, I just think if if, if it was if they deemed it necessary to transfer the horses, then you have to kind of just step out yeah. of the step out of the spotlight yes. for a little bit until it's all all sorted out. And then you you know, whatever happens, you can you can Brock can resume his training career as he was going previous previous exactly to that, right. With it, with it, whatever consequences occur. But in the meantime, it just it it just it's a funny look for WA Racing that yep. this is all this is all happening and all happening really publicly. So and again, I just want to reiterate I'm not questioning anyone's guilt or innocence. I no. have no idea. I have absolutely none in the slightest and I don't want an opinion on that. It just looks funny that you've transferred him out of the name while an inquiry is going, but you're the front man for the stable. Mm. Just looked it just looks a bit like a yeah it's an odd odd look that's all all right race one what are we thinking uh in, I don't in know. a word in a word what have we got no i haven't seen any odds and no, all, I, all, I, this, this all, is a race where all, I might have a- all i'll say is that it for, for me this has a feel of pike going on uh i'm i'm very keen to see what price trespassing goes up um because blinkers off parked up behind them 54 and a half kgs William Pike going on. Uh, the horse has talent. Um, did plenty of work in its last start, third behind. I was going to ask you, did, did you think it got cover? Because there's a difference between getting cover and getting cover for long enough and, and settling. You can yep. get a horse behind them, but if it's it's not super happy and doesn't relax and the cover's pointless. Yeah, did, I thought I thought he did for a little bit, though. For That's, a little bit. I, I still thought it was a touch, a touch weak. Um, you'd also look at the fact that work in progress went absolutely horribly and you want when your leader's back you want the lead it's so important that the yeah. leader takes you into the straight a little bit better than that yeah um i think the race i was, see the race was set up for a pot shot to sort of be strong late pike's anything at the moment as well pike, yeah just look just watch I just just watch pike on pike on stats at the moment is incredible oh like, he's it, yeah. like pike Kenny on, jack Kenny jack's just a battler and he got it out of a tight spot in a slowly run race and got the got it through the line like he's yeah pike's back and i, I actually think well, look at weapons. Under. I feel like the last few weeks things are turning in a positive nature with my punny. I just, it's, I think there's a correlation between Jockeys. sort of Pikey's, Pikey's return yeah. and no, also knowing when he's well under the odds yeah. as well. And yeah. that's, that's the, the old thing. I yeah. like uh, Lyndon Lady yesterday. Yeah. yeah. Lyndon Lady was, yeah. 
That was crazy pricing lady yesterday. So I'm just, I was been talking to my mate Tommy Atkinson about this a lot lately. When it's, when Pike is in this vein of form, it's, it's Christmas. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I, I get the feel, trespassing, did it tough first up and got, got pretty well worked over late by Renato. Um, didn't get everything perfect last start, got worked over late by Potshot, but with everything going around it and the speed on from four, blinkers off, pike, it's one, one. pike on, it's, this is, <laughs> if it's going to win one, this is its race. Yeah. Great, uh, right? Yeah. Inside, oh, well, I'll, I'd change that. So it'll probably win when it goes to a maiden, I'd say. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, it, yeah. this is- um, This looks its, its race there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, well, this is, the, this is also the race where if it doesn't turn up, you know that that's its level. Yes. It's sort of just yep. a level below them because yep. there, there isn't many more boxes that could tick here. But no, absolute cracker. Um, good luck to – I'd love to see Wild Bell run, even if it doesn't win, just run an absolute scorcher so we can um, – Luke can go east with some real confidence. Very good. Race two is Baz's 60th birthday. Happy plate. birthday. Baz. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what a what a milestone! Sixty, congratulations, Baz. Um, it's for the two-year-olds over the eleven hundred meters. Very rare to see a fourteen plus two emergencies at this stage of the season, but everyone is clamouring for a start in the Magic Moons two-year-old classic in mm. two weeks' time, Guru. And it's done on prize money and poor old Odinaka. Um, lot, I'm, gr- I'm growing on the name, by the way. Is, um, I, I think we're off the, bri- off, the, off the bridle a little bit. Yeah, we've only got $1,440 in the bank, so that's a shame. So I think a lot of these, what we want to see probably as Odenaka owners here at BJ is we want to see a lot of good men leading Taddy. Big uh, player. Big player guard heaven next year, Golden Duo Musso, run the first six. Yep. We don't want any new ones to pop themselves up above us or run top ten. Yep. No, top six. Yeah, the prize money is saying from six to tenth. Oh, yeah. the worst run then run top five. Yeah. That's actually not that's very interesting, actually. Yeah. I hadn't considered that. Geez, running like fifth would have been real handy the other day. Fifth would it? have been perfect. Yeah. <laughs> a late late split, dart through. We, what fifth. happens if they're on what happens if all of us uh what if there's a heap of horses on fourteen forty? Is it Stewart's discretion? Uh I think it's like fi- finishing order type thing. So I think oh, all the horses. Shit. So yeah. Um, good for us, but we can just we can just get on the podcast and yeah, carry on. Tell and, them who we are and that's yeah, a good throw point. away. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> um, uh, it's a good it's a good little race though. I like it. I yeah. like it. Uh, a lot of good men for our man Paul Huckle, the yeah, flying okay. Paul Huckle. Um, I imagine it's going to be the the market elect. I do like what I've seen from Guarding Heaven. I think uh, Ryan Hill and Brad Parnham have a. Um, Quite a promising filly on their hands there. Interesting um, to note how many horses Brad probably was offered the ride on too here. He would have been offered the ride on Giday Bloke, who yep. was a nice trialer, War Fury, who was a nice trialer. So that's a good little push on its own. Um, yes. So of the, the race brigade, I think um, I like leading Taddy as, as a horse as well. But from 11, it's going to be interesting to see tactically what Ash Maley and Holly Watson come up with there. But, um, yeah, in terms of the trialers, I know Steve's got a very good opinion of Best of the Gods on debut. Um, G'day Bloke, um, like Split, Brave Halo and Shadow Fear in a 400-meter trial. Um, when was that? Just on Monday, just gone. Um, I've liked what I've seen from a lot. Well, obviously Super Smink was very impressive. Over a 1,000-meter Monday's trial, went back. Swooped and I know Dan Morton really Is likes his filly as well. Five day back up the getting because then yes. you've got the Magic Millions in two. Yeah. So they probably would prefer they had an extra week. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. No yeah. doubt. But yeah. Um, this, these are the things that 
Chris can also probably be in the mindset you go back and run on into fifth, fifth yep. fourth, third, and you're tickled pink. So everyone's trying to win the race. Obviously, yep. they'd far prefer to win the race, but um, yeah, there's a massive mindset into the importance of finishing top five here, isn't there? Exactly. It's like, fascinating. Yeah, actually, the more uh, I think about that, the the are they are they all eligible? The jostling, the are they jostling all eligible? For, um, most of them are. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, the jostling for positions. Um, I don't, can't remember it being as intense this um, mm. as this year. Well, I've had a run of the last two two-year-old Magic yes. Millions. We had uh, we ran third at 150 to one with Be Optimistic, who we'll talk about very shortly. And uh, Yemen Lass, it's probably a good thing beaten by herself. <laughs> 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 and she pulled nearly pulled Kira through the running rail. So, so um, with yeah, so we're we're a chance of 300 three on the trot. We're not going to go down to Albany next Thursday. Get a little maiden win. Yeah, it's an option. It's, it's an probably option. the greatest option yeah. in the entire world. Yeah, we'll see. Just tell Sean to win by three instead of eight. Yeah, we'll see. Um, in regards to this race, the Baz's 60th birthday. Mm. Um, g'day, bloke. Looks like it's pretty quick. I feel um, like that'd, that'd be a horse Baz would be on, actually. Yeah, g'day, you know, bloke. G'day, bloke. And he'd probably – and it'd be while he'd be at the Odin Tavern. So yeah. just a shout-out to uh, – <laughs> I used to be a, a fair regular at the Odin Tavern in Aussie Park there. Um, tab? Yeah, Odin Omen, number six. Your course is a tab. Yeah. Gee, we used to have our Mad Mondays there and – I disgraced myself as a as a young man, even as, <laughs> even as an old man. Uh, tremendous little venue, but uh, no, good luck. The I can see in the ownership group you got the Odin Tavern, <laughs> so that's uh, that's tremendous. I tell you what, to win that from fourteen, um, I didn't mind the trial, with the apprentice actually. on. Didn't yeah, to trial. win that, you're going to need a serious Odin Omen, though. I'd yeah, say. absolutely. Um, G'day, bloke. Speed leading Taddy Speed. Um, a lot of good men just parked behind them. Champagne Street, best of the gods have got speed. So it's going to be a bit of pressure on early. Um, a lot of good men does look the most accomplished. But I think I think the way that Guarding Heaven attacked the line from last behind a lot of good men, I think Guarding Heaven is a massive danger. And um, Super Smith as well, impressive trial winner, getting back and charging late. But uh, it's hard to really give too much perspective on the race without the odds. But if there's going to be – Two horses, I think, that can knock off a lot of good men who's very well regarded and has a lot of talent. I think it's Guarding Heaven from three, ridden a bit closer, and Super Smink going back and launching late. We can probably stop allowing for the um, – because usually any horse that you see, PK Huckle, and you go neg one length, just yes. bad luck, just yeah. that little bit of bad luck. But we it's, can probably stop allowing for stop, that now. Stop penning them. Yeah, we yeah. can We can start uh, – yeah, we can, <laughs> I can give them a chance. <laughs> Um, they're the three I, I've marked uh, on top as well, BJ. Yeah. I'm um, pretty keen that a lot of good men will only get better from that run. And yeah. I've marked it very short, actually. Um, I think with normal luck can measure up and have them. I went into the race thinking I'd find Guarding Heaven, and mm. I reckon if a lot of good men goes up too short, that uh, Guarding Heaven, the place, might almost be the investment. I, I Super Smink, I'm – uh, everyone saw the trials. It'll be well in the market. And the way it's going to have to be ridden. It'll, I, be, it'll be unders from the map. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, it could gotcha. definitely win, but it won't be one. But Guarding Heaven for me, um, it jumped first last start, was restrained to dead last, got on the back of a horse that was taking it backwards, got out, hit the line well. A lot of good men ran better sectionals, and I think a lot of good men's a better yeah. horse. That's the key thing. So, But with a bit of racing luck and Guarding Heaven getting the racing luck and a lot of good men not getting it, say there's a length and a half between them, and one of them goes around $2.40, the other one goes around $13, which mm. I don't 
don't know if they will have that bigger differential, then it might turn into guarding heaven, place heavy being the better investment. But I'm um, pretty keen on a lot of good men. I think it'll win again. And mm. I think um, I think it's smart. I think it's pretty smart. I like the yeah. way it stretched out. I was a bit worried initially that if I didn't have a dying form was the, the best form reference, but I think it went super that particular day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good men, pretty confident, but we'll wait to see some prices. It could go up a dollar ninety. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, a lot of good men should be winning for mine. If there's two horses that can knock it off, it'll be, as I said, just recapping, um, Guarding Heaven and Super Smink. So uh, interesting two-year-old race heading towards the Magic Millions in a couple of weeks' time. Race three is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Series Handicap. Heat one, 1,000 metres. We've got much to talk about here, too. <laughs> uh, no, not a, not a huge man. I... Um yeah, did you no, catch the yeah. replay of, uh, I'm sure you did, of Silk and Eyes first up? Yeah, a month ago. That's the, that's the concerning aspect. But this is a horse I've actually- Interesting steer, um, I thought, from on that, on that occasion. I, I, thought was, it was, I thought it was a shit-ass steer, to be honest. Interesting isn't the word I'd use. Why you wouldn't just get it Bizarre. centrally at the top of the straight is just- Beyond me is beyond me, but uh, I wasn't even on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, 28 days between runs because a lot of its wins have been off seven and a lot of its best runs have been off short breaks. So yeah. the 28 means probably minor setback, I'd okay. say, in that period of time. But um, you got to remember, Silken Eyes used to be like just below the top line of sprinters. Mm. Uh, Joey won on it in the 16th of March last year. Last year? Last year. And it's always been a, a senior's horse. It's five wins have been Pike, Harvey twice, Sean O'Donnell, Joey as a party. But since then, it's had seven starts. Christy Bennett on four, Jet Stanley on one, Brandon on once, and the other one was Lucy Warwick. And it finished 2.7 off Acromantula that day. And we, oh. we always used to speak about this, that it did not suit Christy or, yep. or whatever apprentice. And it, for whatever reason, it's a senior's horse. So, yep. um, yeah, definitely with Harvey going on in, in these very weak West Speed Platinum races. Big, big watch on the price. I, I'm, yeah, I need I need the right price to have a bet. I haven't marked it favourite. Um, I've actually marked LK's favourite here in his dreaming. Yeah. Um, I, I, I've only marked it favourite by a couple of points, but I actually mark it a stronger favourite, I think, uh, in retrospect. Um, I've marked a, a lowish percentage market because of the lack of confidence. And we are guessing there hasn't been a trial for his dreaming. Um but I just think it's got the most scope. Those wins over Laquetta's gift and who was the other? It was Fiorucci Mama. Yeah. They're looking even better with time, those wins last year. Sharp campaign. turn of foot too. Yeah. And then went to Cal, had no luck, and then was probably- I was in a 66 plus two, 125K race. The Ronnie Sayers. End of prep run at Northern. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what about Sir Mambo? No luck last two, hasn't won forever in <laughs> a day. Pike on from two. Oh yeah, it'll run second or third yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, just the days of me putting Sir Mambo on a bet slipper done. Oh, all over. Yeah, all over. Tell you what, some, I don't know what Summer paid for it, but because uh, I saw she's the sole owner, but mm. uh, it'll be a, a nice little opportunity. So they paid a couple of thousand. Yeah, it'll be a nice little money spinner for it. Cause it'll win her five, ten grand every time it goes to the races. So, and it might pinch one. But um, geez, if in, in saying that, if any trainer's going to get it to pinch one, it, it's Summer Dixon. What she's, what she's doing with tried yeah. horses at yeah. the moment. So. Uh, born to talk, well, I think they knew last start, BJ. Mm -hmm. um, blinkers went off. Uh, Brad Parnham was on off seven days. Markets opened and it was 13s to fours within about two minutes. Like they were ready, they knew, someone knew. That was just a complete case of day for me, the born to talk money. If, if that was you, then very well done. I can't see, I, I see bits and pieces of, of why it would have been, but it was just such a strong, you know what I mean? A really strong, obvious move. And the money never really went away either. I think back to the thousand, even though this speed map looks soft as butter, um, whether they're 
whether it's as ready to go this time I, I don't know Desert Vixen didn't get the 1200 yep. back to a thousand it's very suitable may end up three the fence probably leaders backbone to talk yep. I'd say and it's very winnable but in saying that I thought Holly gave it an absolute 10 out of 10 last start and even though it was a 12 it was soft lay at the time just a bit yeah. weak yeah, just a weak, bit weak yeah. so and you got to remember it's prior win it did beat Madam Kisses which is a nice form reference but it did get that really hot cutaway that particular day yeah well, and it was so. all uninterrupted flow yep. yeah speed was on didn't think go around a horse. So. Requisition's ready to go. It can go to the breeze and win. I don't think there's an obvious breeze horse. I'd love to see him be aggressive from 10. Uh, it's got one that could go around a massive price and run a race. But, yeah, he's dreaming clear ahead of my market. But, we're, again, we're, we're sort of guessing here a fair bit. So, look, if Silken Eyes goes up mid-teens each way or if yeah. he's, Sil yeah. Silken Eyes was also I was sort of yeah. looking at, but his dreaming was my market elect as well. So um, It's funny. We can't – It is it, without odds, this is – yeah, it's quite uh, surreal having to comment on the races because I'd be if, – if he is dreaming as $2.60 up, I'd be going, oh, that's way under. It's like, why is this $2.60? If he is dreaming $6, I'd be saying this is probably worth a, a little bit, mm -hmm. you know. So, yeah, very hard to comment without um, without having the markets in front of us. So they're the two I'm looking at. He's dreaming in Silicon Eyes. Me too. Um, race four is the Amelia Park. How are we going to do our Mandy's if there's no odds? Yeah, good question. Hopefully by that in three hours' time when we finish <laughs> – I was going to say, you'll just. <laughs> They'll be out. Um, race four is the Amelia Park handicap over the 1400 metres. This is a graduation, um, 60 plus Raider. And the Guru has, uh, is a part owner of Be Optimistic, one of the major winning chances in this race. No luck, first up. Three wide, no cover, working into contention and did a tremendous job to be beaten by a length on the line in that race. Um, this horse, how do you pronounce this horse's name? Optimistic. No. <laughs> uh, is it uh, Sarah, Sarah, I haven't even. Cherry Dwin. I listened to the replays with no sound. Or Cherry Dwin. Cherry Dwin. That's Cherry a smart. Dwin. I used to do that yeah. very often because like, you get um, sometimes the way a race can be called, it can change the way you see the race. Cherry Dwin. Impressive, I thought, at Belmont. Um, second up. That's two from two in West Australia for this East Coast import down with Michael Lane. And uh, I thought Magnificent Andy might be fitter. Second up from a good draw. Might be able to fire in this particular grade. Um, what are the confidence levels? Be optimistic. Second up. Very high. Um, yeah, very high. Yeah, very high here, BJ. Uh, when all my money was in this race initially and then it came out went to the other race. Uh, even though Clint was named, I was very happy about that because I think all my money is going super and might have been out of followers. But, uh, look, I think the, the key aspect with this race here, just popping over to my little speed map, is Storm Lord and Lucy de Grey. I think you'll be your one, two. Potentially, they could go forward on the Admiral from nine shades are on. It's either forward or back. You know, it's a, it's a tough one for, for Paddy Carberry from that gate. Yep. Um, but directly underneath uh, Be Optimistic, you've got Bleecker Street in four, Andy in three, and Bombay Style in one. Mm -hmm. That's a sticky map from five, okay? So you've got those three. So what I'm hoping is um, I'm hoping that Holly gives it, because we've got reasonable gate speed early. Holly gives it a little kick out, comes out and across – two of them, and we're 1-1. One, one. Yep. If she comes out neutral and looks to her left, I think we're going to be three deep the trip. Yep. And from there, we need to hope the Admiral gets stuck deep and gives us a card into it. That's probably the only hope. Or, Otherwise, we're sitting three deep the trip. Or maybe Flicker's chance gets so caught three deep. That would be – yeah, that's the other yep. option. So we're not completely dead if that does occur, but I'd like to see her probably – I think we've got more gate speed than Andy and Bleaker, definitely. And Bombay hasn't been jumping all that well in Jura recently. So. No, you're right. There's a spot there for sure. So I think as long as Holly is aware of that sort of – and just gives it a little kick – 
and, and then let's maybe just follow Lucy to Grey, who won't take us that far into it, but I don't think it'll matter. I think we've got the best horse in this race by panels, um, and I think sh I think she'll win if she gets that spot and gets normal racing. Like that first up run was the, – the trial was wild. I would have yeah. beat Fantahoma and nearly won the feature the other day if we had clear air and we were trying to keep it quiet. And then um, first up the other day was a day you needed to be on speed close to the fence. Holly was very unlucky. She looked for the spot and just because Sunsphere kicked up that little bit, mm -hmm. it kept her deep, the Durant stayer. And then we've had to sort of circle the field from no man's land. We still look the winner at the 200, laid in a little bit, but – Obviously, first up 1,400 deep the trip in what was a Saturday great race. I mean, we've been beaten by Henry the Aviator, who's going super, and Thoroughhead. Uh, Thoroughgood. You're, you're Thoroughhead, <laughs> aren't you? And Thoroughgood, who, yeah. who's racing really well at the moment as well, and both got the right runs. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking she's come back a, a proper racehorse, and we'll hopefully um, be able to win a few this campaign with her, and I think this will be the first one. Very good. I like, I've got Bleaker Street, a clear second favourite too. Back to really? 1,400 Pike yep. on. Well, it arguably should have won that three-year-old. Um, you know, that race is producing all the winners. Yeah. It feels playful to find Diorite, yep. Saloon Bar, Laquetta's Gift. Mm -hmm. um, it arguably would have nearly won that race with with clear air. And last start, I think it just did a bit too much work, peaked at the mile, back to the 14, Pikey on, soft yep. run just behind him, maybe following Be Optimistic. Um, it's it's the clear danger for me. So I'd love to be able to back Be Optimistic, save Bleaker Street. Andy is one I'm ready for. Yep. When they run last, and I think it's a good run, I love them mm. to be near him, but I just think maybe one more. One more? One more. Yeah. I thought Andy – Second up, but it's more the fact that I can't afford to back three here. So yeah, I'm just, yeah. I have to probably sap. In saying, in saying that, is, there, is the market maker going to miss that? And is Andy going to go up $24 or $28? And suddenly Andy becomes a little bet. Just a little so bit. It's just a little bit. Very, very little, yes. Yeah. Very so little so this is Keridwin. Keridwin is the, according to Wikipedia, was an enchant enchantress in Welsh medieval legend. So, um, mm. yeah, cool name. Um, I imagine it uh, was recommended by uh, Michael's son, champion jockey Damien, and uh, good recommendation because it's gone bang, bang to kick off its career in the West. Uh, let down real strong, um, Belmont midweek, but it's going to have to get back and, um, and uh, run on at Ascot. It's a slightly different kettle of fish there, but uh, be optimistic on top for me. I thought Magnificent Andy was the major danger. Major danger. Major danger. Major danger. Major danger. And um, yeah, good luck. Thank you. All right. Thank you. It's I like being. I like the fact we're drawn off the fence as well. In case that fence is a bit sloppy. Yep. Sloppy doppy. And that's very important to remember. The horses we've discussed to this point in time, I think, like Silken Eyes, Hughes, Dreaming, Be Optimistic. Uh, a lot of good men's drawn six. Yep. Guarding Heaven's drawn three, so it could end up on that fence. Yeah. Uh, it's just it is worthwhile keeping in mind that the good draws could end up bad draws if that inside fence plays as it has been. All right. Very good. Let's take a break. Terry, and we'll be back with Jordan Turner versus Sam White in the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind. All right, BJ, it is now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. Middle deck, middle deck, Guru. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located up on Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get an opportunity, make sure that you drop in and see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Um, tremendously warm weather heading our way, so nothing better than sitting out on Butchie's big deck 
and uh, enjoying the uh, sights and sounds of the Mundaring Hotel feed, flutter, frothies, family atmosphere. Of course, make sure if you're chatting to Butch, you um, just uh, make sure you drop the mighty Berberet because uh, Butchie is uh, the main man behind Berberet, who was an impressive uh, straight 1,000-meter winner um, last month. Did you see that one? No, I didn't. Yes. Oh, Ber- Berberet. Oh, the uh, down the chute. Yes. Yes, yeah, yes, sorry, I did. Yes. I did see that Which is a man. Picked that out at the yearling sales. So. Oh, very good. See, yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, very good. He's up and about. I was about to ask you how Butchies were going. Yeah. Yep. So, I love it when and Butchie, one, one thing I love is when Butchie and Huckle are both just, just uh, owning winners. <laughs> just bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Butchie and Paul, Huck, Paul Huckle absolutely on fire, but they, they, were, they were due, the lads. So, they, they um, were, that's probably the biggest understatement of okay. heard. So just to recap where we are with the mastermind, the last time we were in mastermind mode, Geordie Turner, he reclaimed the mantle of the main man in WA Racing. He was victorious over Luke Knight. Geordie, uh, of course, he won last year's Jockey versus Trainer Mastermind Tournament. And today he'll be taking on none other than the great Sam White. So let's bring the fellows back in. Geordie Turner, welcoming our Mastermind back to the show. G'day, boys. G'day, Geordie. Uh, it's good to have you back after a reasonably long hiatus. Uh, we better start off by uh, asking you about a horse that's just jumping um, on a plane that you've obviously got a very good affiliation with in, in Brave Halo. Um, yeah, you obviously rode him on debut, second up, three times. Two, th- yeah, two or three times. Two yeah. or three times. Yep. Uh, you must be excited to see how he can go for uh, Sean and Jake uh, over East. Yeah, he um, obviously... He's got um, a little bit, quite a bit of ability, and um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes over there. Hey, Jordy, how's the recovery going from um, from your t- uh, the tumble in the Perth Cup? You had an injured injured shoulder as a result. Uh, how's it all travelling? How are you holding up? When can we see you back in the saddle? Yeah, so I'm um, I'm holding up all right. I'm still doing physio at the moment. Oh, I only started last week. Um, but yeah, the shoulder's coming okay now, and um, hopefully I can probably see it try work in the next couple of weeks. Um, in two weeks, two weeks time. Okay, it's a tough injury, isn't it? As a jock, like a shoulder, because that's probably well, that's probably the most important um, joint uh, in regards to. I'm trying to sound like a doctor now, <laughs> <laughs> dearie me. But uh, yeah, no, tough. Uh, yeah, tough injury uh, to cop. But it's good to hear you're going to be. Not far away. Not far away for you, Geordie. Um, And, yeah, you'll be back, hopefully back in time for when uh, the autumn uh, really kicks into gear. Hopefully a big race winner for you. Get the the, ride on Brave Halo and the Karakata. Yeah, when he comes back, absolutely. From Um, second away to Naka. (laughs) And let's bring in our challenger, the man, the myth, the legend. It's Sam White. G'day, Sammy. How are we going, fellas? You've been waiting a while for this. Two months, you, we've had you on the hook to take on Jordy Turner and the Mastermind. Are you ready? Stomping at the bit. <laughs> Two months, that's a long time not to have any sleep, isn't it, BJ? <laughs> yeah, I ran into Sammy on Perth Cup Day and he said, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, waiting for the call every Thursday. I'm just sitting down waiting for the call. So let me, <laughs> let me know, let me know. So, all right, Sammy, you've, uh, you've played before. Jordy, you're a veteran. Um, of course, your names are your buzzers and to be crowned this week's Mastermind. You'll need to be the first to answer three questions correctly. Okay. Ah, uh, challenger, are you ready? Yeah, let's go. Mastermind, are you ready? Yeah, mate. 
Three, two, one. <laughs> Who am I? My illustrious career kicked off in 2019 and saw me win a tick over $620,000 in prize money. I broke my maiden status on debut when circling the field under the guidance of Jared Noski in a Bummery maiden. Well, I only won four more races in my career, three of the four were at black type level, and I was a moral beaten in the 2021 Hannon's Handicap. I started favourite in a WA Guineas with Damien Oliver aboard. I competed in a Group 1 Kingston Town that same year and a Railway Stakes two years later. Jeez, this sounds like a good horse, but Sammy. Sammy. Good go. Ah, it is. It is. I owe to the champ. My busy, biggest success, which was and still is the biggest win of the Pierce Brothers training career, was the 2019 Karakata Plate. My name could be described in the excavation of a large hole. I am the champ. Dig deep, did that, and won. I had to, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I had to. Sorry Sa- to everyone that didn't need to hear any more about Dig Deep, but I had to. Sa- Sammy White, you're <laughs> off to a flyer. One nil. Okay. Fellas, name the two horses to have already been confirmed as Quokka slot holders. Sam Jordan. Sammy. Bella Nicotina and Amelia's Bill. Oof. Two nil. Out the gate. Sam He White. has been waiting for this call, hasn't he? He has. Um, okay. For what reason did River Rubicon get elevated from fourth to third? Jordan. Geordie. Um, due to a protest. Incorrect. Fourth to third oh, you get to read that in first. last month's Fitzpatrick Plate. Sammy. Sammy, I'm giving you three seconds. Three, two. Overweight. Jockey was overweight. No, it's wrong. Jockey was underweight. underweight. <laughs> 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 I was just looking at B. Thinking, hang on, I think he might have got that. And I'm like, I know he's, you've cooked that, actually. Uh, Sorry, we're taking the first man. answer. <laughs> Especially the fact you're 2 nil up. We're definitely taking the first answer. That would have been a quick mastermind. Okay, yeah. yes. The I correct, was going to say. Answer, the correct answer was Tash Faithful weighed in light aboard Ollie's uh, Choice. It was a trick question, Geordie, and I was going to say whoever- oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, whoever buzzed in <laughs> first for that one was going to be cooked because BJ didn't to me at the start, and I uh, yeah, I did the exact same <laughs> thing. So it was actually a disadvantage buzzing in first here, I reckon. <laughs> All right. I've been out the racing that long. You, you, might, you, <laughs> yeah, you might have been still recovery mode there, Geordie, I think. Um, okay, so yeah, Sam, Sam White, two. Geordie, uh, yet to score. Okay, who is currently leading the WA Metropolitan Jockeys Jordy, Premiership? Geordie? Brad Parnham. Oh, Brad Parnham is correct. Very good. With uh, the, good set of questions this week, BJ. The wizard, the wizard, just lurking in the background. Yeah, he's just he's looming. Yeah, he's looming. He's exactly. McGarry. All right, name the Ascot Saturday acceptor who won last October's Collie Cup by over eighteen lengths. Jordan, Jordy. Jordy. Have to be um, killer wrote it. Um, Three. Juicing carrot. Ah, <laughs> there we go. You can just feel Geordie was a little bit rusty with his time off and he's hitting his stride and dearie me. There's some sectionals being uh, clocked up here. All right. Okay. 
Two all. Two all. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. Winner, winner takes all time. Yeah, so. yeah. A lot of good men. Is Jordan. Jordy. Um, well, actually, I didn't even hear a question. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Have a guess. Throw something at us. Oh, um, Three, two. Paul Harvey. <laughs> Over to Sam White for the steal. A lot of good men. It's a half-brother to what Faritha Stakes winning three-year-old? All the King's men? No. Incorrect. Well, you got away with one there, Geordie. The correct answer is, bus- is Bustler. Bustler and uh, a lot of good men are nice. half brothers. I'm just thinking if, if Sammy gets done here, he's going to have nightmares about the underweight, overweight thing. Okay. Boys, what 3,200-metre race in March is Perth Cup place getter Stafford's lad heading towards? Sam. Sammy? Adelaide Cup. Oh, oh he's, done he's done it. He's done it. <laughs> Congratulations, Sam White from the Sam White Rule fame himself. Now, have you been a mastermind before? I think you have. Yeah, I knocked off the hate train. You did too. You did too. That's incredible. The hate train come a cropper when he ran to Sam White and now you've knocked off uh, legend. That's a big scout. Mastermind legend, Jordy Turner. Congratulations, mate. How does it feel? Yeah, well, I've yeah. been knocked off for the first time. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is Jordy up on Mount Rushmore? Yeah, I'd say he, so. He's yeah. just about, yeah, isn't I'd he? Say so. He's just about up there. I'd say so. Uh, so Rooney, Rooney Dunn and Rooney Dunn, Tanner, just about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Sammy, mate, chest's got to be puffed out, mate. What's what's on for the rest of the day? How can you how can you concentrate now that you're uh, you've yeah, achieved the, so the much? The nearest watering hole, I suggest. <laughs> Jordy's got a caracata, but I've got a rule and I've knocked him off in the mastermind. So I don't know who's going better. <laughs> That's great. Hey, Sammy, you're a good fellow, man, and congratulations. A $100 voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is, will be posted very soon um, to your address. Now, can we confirm that you're available to defend your title next Thursday? Yeah, mate, I'm in. Sammy White, congratulations again. Well done. Geordie, thanks for being a great sport and always uh, being so uh, giving with your time here at the 1-1 and uh, um, speedy recovery, mate. Hope to see you back in the saddle very soon. No, thanks, boys. Cheers. Thanks, guys. We've got a new man on top of, on top of the mastermind world. It's Sammy White. Sammy White. I think he deserved that one he too, did. in all fairness. He did. Um, yeah, he knew the obvious answer. Uh, to the that was a great question, by the way. I said to you, save some of those. Uh, some of the ones you didn't even get to read out with crackers too. So really, really good set from you as well on return. Like yeah, I was, I was worried. Happened. I was worried first up you could um, <laughs> dish up some trop. A bit like me throwing out dig deep as though I'm high. But uh, I started doing, as I told you, I started doing resort, man. I thought, nah, bugger that. We're, yeah. we're going to get selfish. Yeah. We're right. going to turn into a, a sea creature and get a little bit shellfish here, yeah. DJ. But uh, no, great set. Great win from Sammy. And uh, it was a, it was Jordan a, always gives a kick though. You yeah. Knew you knew he was at 2-0 down. It wasn't going to be a rollover job. So, uh, yeah, great competitive start. And I love when Geordie got – he got went bang, bang, got two in a row and then – Just he, heard he, the name uh, – what was it? All the good men. I love bang. I love the good men, bang. <laughs> went bang. <laughs> imagine imagine oh, if he – The only person I've, I've, I can remember doing that is Rooney. 
Remember when Rooney was oh, yeah. Rooney just went back there, yeah. and it was like, oh, gee whiz. Yeah. He, was he could reading, read our minds. Yeah, he was reading my mind. Little camera set up in one one HQ. I reckon <laughs> Rooney's peering over our shoulder. But uh, we're back with our, uh, our our mastermind for episode one hundred and fifty three, and Sam White is the champ. So we'll be back at it again. We're going to need someone to put their hand up and try to uh, knock him off next week on the one one. And we are back. And before we move on to race five, Terry, I've been meaning to ask you, what are you, what are your thoughts on the new Racing WA website? Dog shit. Absolute dog shit. Yeah. I sent him a, an email. Um, oh, I was polite in my email. Uh, a few of us went through. Uh, Crip, Pete, and a few others went through and sort of just came up with a list of things that we thought they could. Good. Yep. And um, emailed it through. So we, we've done that. But um, oh, look, I, I, I think I need to, we, we need to remember, and I need to remember that no one likes change initially, especially when you get used to something. And I completely get that. It's just, this is a, probably a prettier website, but it, the layout and the, its usability, it's not as, it's not as strong as the last one. There is, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I understand that things need upgrading in time and whatnot, but this is just very, it's, it's just difficult to use. It's If you're looking at a horse and looking at their past runs and the information you're giving on the initial screen, it's it's not easily readable, I find. They, they've, taken, they've taken information away that was readily available. Really, yeah. yeah. I know you can hit the expand all button or expand and have a look and it's there, but it doesn't – it used to read really simplistically. You could yep. see – sort of 15 races in, in one page, 20 races in one page. Now you can see five or six. So it's, I find it a lot – I find it difficult to use. Yeah. I find what, it, I, I, what I, I, I will say is, is for everyone who loves um, who loves jumping on the rate, the now WA, the Racing WA website, the old Chris, if you do have a gripe or there is something that you're, you're missing out on um, – that was there previously, or if you've got an idea or a suggestion, send them through. Um, uh, I might even put in the um, on Twitter if we can get a, um, I imagine you send it through to the railway racing department's email address um, because these things don't, yeah, this will take people power to get this website the way that it needs to be. So the more people send in their suggestions, um, uh, and be, I guess, constructively critical of what needs to what needs to change. Then I, I'm, I'm sure Rawa will get behind that and um, and work towards that. The thing the thing for me is when you're launching a new website it, and it's not quite right, there needs to be some sort of added feature to offset the growing pains. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But what's the the racing WA website been wheeled out and there's no significant there's no benefit to, to the old one so if you're gonna if you're gonna move over and you know that there's going to be issues with it when you roll it out at least have some features there that you can say well this is what we've added to it and we're going to add more to it and just be a bit more communicative about what you're trying to achieve with the website and what it's going to what you plan for it to look like um, and then welcome i know they did put suggestions for people to send through feedback prior to it going live but how much time do you have to sit down and get, go through the website and give feedback like you're just trying to run your business right what they probably should have done is got key users regular users give it paid them to go in and, yeah. and test the the software and given suggestions and before it goes live pay a bunch of 10 um high high um usage Critter, 
critter Chris uses. And um, Cripper would be one. Cripper would be one, hundred <laughs> percent. And just get them in a room and give them all the feedback. And then, like this is this is how you get things right. But you can't just put a a link up on the front of the old Chris and say, "Well, it's and say, use this and send through your feedback." No one's going to do that. Yeah, exactly. No I one's going to do that. I listened to the races podcast with um, Locke Britt and Alex and, um, yeah, they were all sort of saying exact same thing as me. I was like, I wonder if I'm the only one still that only uses the old way. has barely even clicked on it. I, yeah. I did click on it, had a look around because you had to click on it to watch trials yeah. as well. Trial yeah. replays, the links were only yeah. working through there for a period. Um, but, yeah, Larks, I was, I was like, no, I'm not the only one that's, uh, that's done that. So I actually found it uh, a couple of meetings, a couple of races. I said, no, nah, this is too hard. I find it too Oh, the, the way I do form, and, and a lot of it is sort of I look at runs from two years ago yeah. sometimes and different situations they were in, and it's just so hard to read. It's just not well. Yeah, for, for me, I just find it very difficult to navigate the way I want to do form, and it can't just be set up for me. Uh, I get that, but I feel like a lot of people would be pretty similar the yeah. way they're going about it. So yeah. um, I, I don't know. The, I, the, I personally, the, do you know what? I, I, I know this might be a big shout. I personally, because I don't, I don't know of anyone that had an issue with the old Chris site. I'd love to see him just swallow their pride mm -hmm. and pull the old site back up. Like I know that won't happen. That's not mm. going to happen. But why? Why not? If, if every how many people are, are saying we like this or blah 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 or or use more from the old site, use the thinner list, use the I don't know. I just the, the tables. The, yeah, the tables we'll we'll, we'll get used to this, and in six months it'll it'll be normal. And as you said, we're provide and we provided feedback. We did that, and we did it constructively. Um, but like there but should have been there should have been some like there should have little been, yeah. little treats like stewards vision yeah or more more readily available access to the uh, sexual timing data from from Bizzicardi or um, other features that they could have they could have rolled into the website um, to for for the initial um, rollout I suppose um, and then they can say as I said they can sort of hang their hat on. This is what we're trying to do, and this is what we're moving towards. But at the moment, it looks like just a prettier site, but with less functionality and less userability. Which, you know, it's twenty twenty three. Like, come on, but yeah, is it twenty twenty three? Come, on. Jesus Christ! More importantly, it's um eleven thirty three, and we've got no odds. Deary me, Brad just sent me a message saying Sky Channel are about to announce uh, push the announcement to Sky Two. <laughs> <laughs> that was quite good. Good old Brad. Yeah, hey? good humour. I wonder if he uses that on. Uh, I probably just stole his stole good stuff. <laughs> he was probably going to use that tomorrow. On, the, uh, on his, on his Sorry, podcast. So. Uh, lucky no one listens to his. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, race five yeah. is the Crown Perth Handicap. Um, few horses locking horns out of the uh, now infamous Mount Barker Sprint, River Rubicon, Coley, Ollie's Choice, uh, our wind spirit was in that race, but finished a few lengths behind them. We've got the uh, the, the Seable, who's uh, coming out of West Peak Platinum Grade. Bang, bang, two wins on the trot, and um, big butter, boom, William Pike, Roy Rogers, and, of course, Sokoff. Um, not many trainers in better form in the metropolitan area than Dion Luciani. So Sokoff is um, is a quality man as well. So not a bad race, the 1,400-metre, 72-plus. Um, how would you, you map out this one? So I'm just scrolling to see if I can find some information. Yeah. Someone's dropping something on uh, Twitter, but uh, no, nothing of that nature. Uh, I think the map for this race, uh, a bit like the what, like race one we discussed, Wild Bell is the floater in the map. I think the floater here is River Rubicon. Yeah. So I think – 
seeable. We'll do its very best to kick up and lead. But sock off up to 1,400. We'll be mindful that they probably don't want to burn too hard, but also I think from the breeze it'll run a distant last. If they find the rail, it's interesting um, how it will go in that sense. But I also don't think Tash will have any uh, any thought process on handing up with Seable. So that'll be a um, – it should be one too. Big Butterboom should stalk them. Big Butterboom is the map horse here, to be honest. That's a really nice position to be in. I just think back to 1,400, a few of those behind, it'll be a bit sharp late. And I think the winner comes from behind. Um, with Sokoff and – seeable in the race they should provide a pretty big hole to to slip into and i you'd think river rubicon can go forward and just about land one one here even though it's got the widest gate because it's quicker all man won't go early it what about be, ollie's choice big butter boom's not that quick early ollie's choices and jumping rationale's fresh i presume they'll just let that flop and coley isn't a jumper and our yep. wind spirit mm, it's not jumping not really. super so yep. i think there's a great opportunity one one even leaders back to be honest because big butter boom can be a bit of a wobbly beginner mm. um at times as well it, it should hold the back of the front too but I think, and if Sean gets there, it's it's race over. You'd suspect for Rubicon. I think it can probably settle last and still win. Um, but I really do think Ollie's choice is, is going super. And it's last run at Barker. I don't think it was too much inferior to uh, to the other two. Um, Cole Lee was obviously super as well. My query with Cole Lee is being trained down south. Um, how well it will go up at Ascot. We, we know Steve Wolves go well at Albany, obviously, but they go very well in the city regularly as well. He's got a tried and tested methodology. Whether Coley can like go to that level, um, and if it can, uh, Jess Valenti to Clint Johnston Porter is a fairly big positive. So River Rubicon, uh, my market elect, but um, yeah, Will Chino sells to Munger up Pastoral Co for one hundred thirty thousand online sale. Mm. There you go. Thanks, Joe. Just so. dropping news. Dang. <laughs> um, everyone's River Rubicon for me, BJ, but I'm not jumping. Uh, I'm not jumping out of my skin to be on. It'll be very price dependent. Yeah. Very happy to sort of leave this race to some degree. The map, the, as much as I desperately want River Rubicon to, to win a race, uh, I'm not going to jam it in. The, the map was the thing that led me to go with Ollie's choice. You know, the thing with Ollie is yep. it misses a lot of kicks badly. So, do you know where they end up in the run? Next to each other. Yeah. Okay. Who do you want to be on then? That's the big question. Out, out of the three, Ollie, Coley, and River, who do you think runs the quickest last two? If they're all, you know, lined up to sprint together, they've got it a reasonable tempo. We'll see a seeable and sock off. Which which of those three do you think? That's how I look at it. Like when you've got multiple back markers, firstly, I'm like, all right, which back marker do I think is um, the best and then will it have field advantage will it get the right run has it got the right hoop on it to get the best out I'd of it I'd say River Rubicon yeah yeah yeah. me too I was a bit like you I didn't dive into the answer but I was like River Rubicon I'm pretty confident um, but yeah I think I think River Rubicon too I guess you're looking with all these choices hang on you could potentially use the gate yep. land on the back of Big Butter Boom and you're off and going and River Rubicon's two three lengths behind you and it's that's what, that, that was the way that I, I looked yep. at it um, yeah and that could be bang on too yeah if Chris can get Ollie's choice just out even because there's no real unless Shawnee comes across with intent there's no real outside pressure mm -hmm. so he doesn't have to do a lot to hold, hold a position so, um, Brock's horses, uh, Williams horses, sorry, tend to go. <laughs> I, did, I actually didn't mean to do that. Tend to go significantly. They're great travelers mm. for whatever reason. They just seem to go extremely well. Like, I know they're good horses, so they should be winning in the country circuits, but they just seem to perform even outperform that level in the city for yep. whatever reason. So, yep. yeah, fascinating one. Yeah, fascinating one. You don't reckon your mate, Steve, you'll. 
have a chat to Sean and say, hang on, hang on, the one one's here, two quick ones, and then there's not much speed after that. Surely. Mm. Surely. Surely. Yeah, you're you're thinking about it now. Yeah. The, the other option is Sokoff somehow gets across Seville and you go to the Breeze. Yeah. It's one from the Breeze in the past, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Beat the stable, mate. No, one from the lead. It forced a lead and it beat Bragwell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Trade war was in that race. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's he's just one of those horses, isn't he? Like, he's first up, I thought he was super behind Revit up. Then he's behind Bernier to survive and Chevelle de Varga. Like, his sectionals were almost the exact same as Bernier to, to survive on that occasion. Um, and then, yeah, Fitzpatrick played. That track is just was very odd that day. Mm. 37.27 last 600. Um, but all the former- Halatorian is probably the horse to take a reference from that track. Yeah, all, have, have a look, because we know that it can't handle a drop of uh, a drop of water on the deck. And they're yeah. saying it was a good four. Yeah. They've got home, hey, times aren't really my thing whatsoever. Yeah. They've got home and um, yeah, they got home in a time that would suggest it was a what soft seven or something. And, and the, the soft trackers went well you know what I mean? yeah so well roy said that himself with yeah. strathmore rose he goes it can't really handle a firm deck it's only going to win if it's rain affected so well, what, she, why, she, why, she why, why does it say good four why doesn't it say soft seven then? <sighs> who knows but it that it wasn't it wasn't a good four put it that way definitely wasn't strathmore rose was only beaten two lengths in a listed race coming out of mm -hmm. that um collie super collie actually won the mount barker and then it didn't. Uh, I think Classic Magnus came out of that race and won. Halitorian came out of that race and won. Did it? So yeah, it did. Um, anyway, and then River River was just huge in the in the Mount Barker. Knocked over just prior to straightening, and then gathered itself up. And and then its last you know three hundred was just outstanding. So um, yeah, like deserves to get the rub of the green. Um, and yeah, I wonder whether Ollie's. Ollie's choice, he did get out of the ground in that Fitzpatrick plate late, mm -hmm. but was ridden a bit quieter and might have even enjoyed the the soft track on yep. that occasion. And then at Mount Barker the other day, he just got sort of speared and um, didn't go of, his way. Didn't go his way. So my thing was just Matt. If, if Chris can get Ollie's choice out in a, in a spot, I think he's, he's a horse with some quality, then and three kilo advantage over River Rubicon and fuel position, then maybe he can, uh, he can be the horse that that can uh, withstand River Rubicon's burst light. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I've got very little between them in the market. So if um, one of them goes up significantly shorter than the other, they could be a bit. But it would, to be honest, like that, that Coley, the way it's going, yeah. and Clint, CJP going on for Jess on a sit and sprinter, that's on its own worth a couple of lengths. So, yeah. mate, great little race. If, if the respect see, isn't see there Coley late being, yeah. for a horse like Coley and it gets to, I don't even know what I've got it marked, you know what I mean? It gets yeah. to, say, River Rubicon's $2.90, $3.50, and Coley gets to $16 yeah, each way. 12, you know, 12 16 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't think it's going to get to that price, but um, yeah, I don't know. Might do. I don't know. We're off to race six. We haven't got an odd yet. Are you kidding? Race six, the Morley Growers Market Handicap. Graduation, 60 plus over the 1,800 metres. And, um, yeah, we get to see a uh, very smart young horse in the form of Crystal's Dream take advantage of the three-year-old allowance at this distance and this grade gets in with 54.5 kilos on the back of three straight victories for Jason Miller and Clint Johnston-Porter. This will be a bit different to the walk and sprints it's encountered in its last couple, but yeah. um, very fascinating runner. I imagine um, this filly, if she goes well at the 1,800 metres, then we'll probably see her in a uh, 
Ascot 1000 guineas in a few weeks' time. Yeah, yeah, no, she's uh, can't ask much more than what she's done, but this is this is different. This yeah. is uh, yeah, a couple of gifts she got to lead last start because nothing wanted it. I think they went twenty odd lengths below bench. Like yeah, it's pointless. Really, it was just it wasn't even a race. It was a track gallop. Before that, Yara Lee um, nearly got her in what was a more truly run race. Before that, she's beat Raging Beauty in a in a maiden. So um, I'm yeah, this is a race would have been great to talk about if we had prices. Yeah, I'm. I'm 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 keen to probably look around her, but what price is she going to go up? You yeah, know, I'm I'm keen to look around her if she sort of goes up three bucks or something like that. So um, it'll be fascinating. I'm really big on, especially don't forget she's got barrier one as well. Yeah. We'll know how that is by that stage of the day. But I'm really happy to take on horses drawn well behind horses. I uh, behind leaders. I think will come back on them, and the two speed horses in this to me look like hoister colours in front. Elementaria outside it, and yep. for me they're not part of this finish whatsoever so i think a good draw here is actually could actually be detrimental um it either means she has to get out early if clint's good enough to get off the fence pre-bend which is hard from one maybe an impossibility or she has to get out and sprint when a lot of others are perhaps already leveled up type thing so uh at this point in time looking to take her on but we'll we'll be guided by markets um when they come out uh we spoke about it earlier i, I think i love rock legacy blinkers on william pike back to 1800 and I, i'm not sure of the true stayer expecting pikey to to get that extra length out of this horse it's turning into a little bit of a nonny it's super consistent but that's this is a pike specialty in that sense well um, pike was pike thwarted them last start ah. um holly stayed in got pocketed by troy turner yeah and, and on paid what's, it, what's that horse's name i don't think i watched that again you know oh, but geez for a horse it maybe isn't a true stayer i think holly almost did the right thing there pages turn should have been she should have been off and going off, off and rolling yeah they'll, they'll, they'll she ended up getting out in the back of soviet you, you're right yeah, yeah they were walking in that sense but yeah. Yeah, I, I I wasn't as critical. Um, it's good for Travis Murray though, and John O'Kind. Oh, yeah. Last week, so I went to the races. I backed that at um, Gerald in the start before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're on the winner, weren't you? Yeah, uh, I told. Um, I told. What I was going to say. I saw John O'Kind. He had uh, he owns two horses, born to talk, and um, Soviet Spy. He's oh, never, wow. He never had a Saturday winner in his life, and you know, he, bang, bang, two and one. Got day. the double. Got the double. Paul oh. Huckle race one, and who won in between? Alatorian. Oh, wow. That was one for the Battlers. Wasn't that, <laughs> wasn't that one for the Battlers? So, yeah. No, well done. So, and Travis Murray, obviously, he owns Soviet Spy. His team's starting to I think to roll uh, as well, group so. one, Greg Brown, is in uh, Soviet Spy as well. Okay. So I like, lots Soviet. Of, lots I like Soviet Spy. I told Trav was real disappointed. I just said, Jerry, mate, sometimes they yeah. just go down there, especially with the kid on, they just yeah. don't go. Like I, every other run, this campaign was wild. Yeah. These trials are wildly good and um, no, really, no. really poor ride in that race yeah. from the Pont on Vavinsky, yeah. who needs to go quick and needs to put some pressure in the race. And maybe the horse was just crap as well but they went 10 12 lengths and he's down yeah, lead. Slow. like what a great opportunity because you want on Vavinsky you want to go five lengths above bench i reckon now what a great opportunity to to get in front of alimentario who clint would have handed up on and mm. kicked and anyway add it to the list um but yes i think crystal's dream might be a, a little riskier but um that's a lot to do with, with the map as and well and also, and also if if crystal dream and cjp from one Bounces out and tries to hold, say, leaders back for argument's sake, and they roll along at her. She's mm -hmm. going to probably, she could encounter a tempo that she hasn't faced yet. Might also suit her. Might suit her, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a different but, race, though. Yeah, it is a different race. Up to 1800 off 24 days as well. Um, there are a few little, few little things that you can play around. That 1800 on 24 days. Yeah. 
to me indicates they've suddenly sort of gone, hang on, we've got a, a horse for this type of campaign perhaps and they just wanted to make it all make sense. So yep. she might have had a little fresh up in between or whatnot, which might actually be beneficial for her campaign. Who knows? But um, might just pull whoever's taking all the Esperance prices as soon as they go up, they can go and stuff themselves as well, by the way. So <laughs> it's just I have never, ever, like I'm actually going to have to stop doing Esperance form because – I just showed you then. I wrote down seven horses, like just with rough ideas of a price sort of I wanted above. And um, we're doing this. So I'm, I'm still looking every five minutes or so, but obviously I wasn't looking at the right time. Missed it by five minutes. All seven have basically halved in price. Like whoever's betting at Esperance have incredibly marked accounts and they're absolutely getting walloped. So anyway, I might suck Esperance. <laughs> That's me sook done. But DJ, back to this race. Uh, I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's far more open than that. Um, Queen of Jerusalem was a horse I was a bit I saved on it last start when it got out to a price. I was a bit disappointed. I didn't make that a good result. I thought she was one run away, which would be this upcoming run. Yeah. Um, so she to me, she looks she looks really, really I really well like that horse, Queen of Jerusalem. She as looks, a as a prospect. Yeah, yeah, she looks really well suited here. And uh, I think a big improvement will also be number four, Karamundi. It was actually a really good run the other yeah. day when dead last. It's it's been the uh, – it's copped a couple of crazy, um, crazy slow tempos. And I think it's a horse that needs a big, strong tempo. It's I know its best win was on a heavy deck. I know its best win. One of its wins was on a heavy deck at Pinjarra. But that was a strong tempo day where it had to grind away, kept coming to the line. And I get the feeling if it doesn't have to just – they, you know, sprint at the 600 and because it can't sprint without mm. the 600. So the wide gate in a moving line, I don't know if it's going to win the race, but I think it'll uh, it'll go better than its, uh, than its SP. But, um, yeah, I'm pending what prices go up. I'm looking probably to take on Crystal's Dream and Queen of Jerusalem is probably the one. Yeah, Queen of Jerusalem will get me. Rock Legacy, probably price dependent as well. Um, yeah, I, Crystal's Dream looks cracking Philly for connections. Uh, it can it can win, but I'm I'm thinking it's going to have two in front of it. Terry, what do you? I reckon, I reckon it's going to end up being super short. Yeah, so, I, oh, I'm sort of like yeah. I'm six seven dollars. Yeah, so it's it, I doubt it's ever going to be in bet territory yeah, for me. La, la, um, but that's that's to do with the fact that a I'm not convinced how good it is. It it could well be good enough. I'm definitely not saying that. But to, and it's also map orientated. Yeah. It's also the fact that I'm expecting the inside pad to still be a little bit dodgy. So yeah. there's three things that um, she has to contend with there. Three-year-old filly, relatively inexperienced, taking on some season sort of week-in, week-out rating. I don't mind that aspect as much. We see the three-year-olds dominate a fair bit. It's just that she's she hasn't beaten anything yet. And no. She's been winning a little four five-horse fields where two of them can't walk. So. I'll tell you what, he's got, got a nice filly there, but he's got an even nicer filly in the form of Admiration Express. Mm. If any, any listeners haven't caught... The uh, recent trial victory of Admiration Express, who of course won the uh, WA champion fillies um, last November. Do yourselves a favour and tune in because I think we've got something very, very special there. And she's going to be um, stepping out in some three-year-old features very, very soon. So um, that's the stable mate, of course, of this race's likely favourite, Crystal Dream. But both both Terry and I are, are um, Queen of Jerusalem camp at the moment. And um, I'm thinking Pike on Rock Legacy if um, it could be, could be his day with the wizard jumping on board. Witten's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. 
Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race 7 is the Quokka Slot Race, 15th of April, Handicap. Over the mile, it's a ratings 66 plus. Speaking of Pike going on, Pike went on weapons at the last start straight to the front and won well for Dan Morton. His first win since the stable change. He'd been racing well without luck, a couple of, um, couple of court wides, a couple of tempo-related results, but he got things on his term the other day and saluted. All my money was in that race, was pretty stiff in the uh, Weapon Sun race. Their last start held up the majority, gate five with CJP on board. Looks uh, looks a looks a really good race for uh, all my money. Then I thought my body Eddie and Speedy Miss are the other possible winning hopes. Derek, yeah, it was Weapon Sun was uh, was a big result. Um, I was really keen last start, so it was a, it was a nice win. But I must admit. If I, if I knew they were going to lead, I probably wouldn't have been too keen to be on. So I, I said to a few of the lads who were at the time, I said, I think I might have got away with one there. It seemed to the market seemed to know. I, in all fairness, I did expect it to firm heavily Mate, every and time I, Every time I clicked on that race, the price just kept evaporating. Well, wow, I was $2.90. I yeah. was really short weapon son. So I, I had it, a, but I was aggressive. I knew who I wanted to be on. So yeah. it, sometimes markings are with me, they're a bit inconsequential because you sort of know the horse you want to be on. But um, – yeah, to, to go to the front, kick and win like that, it's been a horse traditionally that has found it difficult without cover in saying that. We look at that run in the Mandra Cup over 1,400, deep the trip we lacked our on. Um, that was a sign that it could probably do I actually that. Think, I actually manner. think he likes it. Well, clearly, yeah. from last start, clearly. Yeah. So, um, look, you'd think the same tactics will be employed here. He's not super quick, but he's very lucky that there's only probably one other horse with gate speed in Pat Scott Sass. If there was another quick one under it, you'd go, oh, God, this could get really ugly because it isn't super quick out the gate. So it has to be work to get there. And from the widest gate with 59, you don't want to do too much work with a horse like All My Money um, who looks to be humming again not far from you. So fascinating what Paul Harvey does on Pat's Got Sass if he shows intent or whether he decides just to sit off um, Pike and Weapon Sun. I think that's an integral part of the race. Um, but look, if it repeats that performance, obviously very hard to be, but the 59 barrier 12 it will pose some questions with uh, all my money getting two kilos and probably a more favourable run behind it. So Potentially, yeah. for the sake of a tip, I'll go with all my money, but uh, not a huge amount in the market between them for me. Yeah, I think all my money can turn the tables. Yeah. Uh, looks a good setup. Uh, that first up victory under Braden Garth at Pinjaro was tremendous. Uh, no luck last start. Uh, just needs to get some galloping room All my money. He's got that real... Um, closing speed mm -hmm. um, but Weaponson's tough he's race fit he's in yeah. form if he's up on speed rolling all my money's going to have to run a ripping split to get over the top of him so bear that in mind and Speedy Miss is flying for Dion Dion just he's a mm. freak he's a freak Dion outstanding tip of the hat and my boy Eddie don't know if he's quite as at that, at that level as the couple of the other ones at the point of the market but he's building and he's going to win one soon 
Yeah, my boy Eddie, for me, I, I looked at the because um, that's one I've been waiting for as well. I looked at the way they got home, that particular ace down force, my boy Eddie and Alma Money. And again, I thought Alma Money was yeah. the most impressive. Yeah. It's the one that's got probably the capability to step a pair closer. Eddie, Eddie doesn't seem to be able to use the gates whatsoever. Uh, and down force drew a few wider. And I thought, again, Alma Money was probably the most impressive the way it got to the line. So it was an easy decision out of those three. Um, but yeah, the, the th- wait, three race this is run is it's Pat's got Sask can win this race as well, by the way. It's a forget it went around over 2000. I actually think that was a really good run. <laughs> yeah, forget it went around over the 2000. Like the, the run before, it's it's given a really nice kick on a cold rail, beating yeah. 2.8 lengths with Tash Faithful in the saddle behind Al Safina. Uh, the run before that, it gave a nice kick. I don't, I don't think it goes for the kids as much. I know it's one with Jet Stanley on, on board in the past. Um, it went really nice in the jungle dawn, missed the kick, had to work hard to get to the breeze, beating two lengths per zoom. And the start before that, Kesh did heaps of work from the outside gate. It was only Megazone that um, beat at home, who's obviously continued to frank that form, this mm. preparation. So I think Pat's got Sass can win. Yeah, if, she, if she goes across and finds the front, then she's Even got, if she she's lets got weapons and goes and just finds the right – um, there yeah, it might even be better if, if the rail isn't crash hot to go let her go and pop to the breeze yeah. or who, who knows who yeah. knows they can make that decision I guess but uh, the race is the one there speedy miss on its back that's the weakest form line by panels that we ripper uh, asymmetric uh, etc that's a very weak form reference um, but she maps so well for a, a yard that's flying you sort of go like she gets first look at the judge drop some weight too I think yeah. yeah but I do think that all my money shouldn't be too far off her and should have her um, in that sense. And they're the three ways it's run. So you yep. can back one of the two out in front. You can back Pat or Weapon Sun. You could back the really good map horse in Speedy Miss or you could back the horse that's probably not far from Speedy Miss who I think can get over. The progressive, yeah. The lot of them. But, um, yeah, not with the huge amount of confidence. So. All right. Race 8 is the feature of the day, the $100,000 Ascot Mile. And uh, the Velvet Queen, she has really clicked into gear this prep. Um could be argued that she should be unbeaten, actually, in her uh, five starts, but uh, three wins uh, from those five starts, and she was just awesome last night getting over the top top of a very brave big screen. Um, fast, super fast race, high rating race, um, over the 1,500 metres there, and uh, she just had too much closing speed on that occasion for big, spe- for big screen who gave a um, excellent kick. There was a few nice runs behind them, but... Um, in, in the form of uh, West River Miracle and General Grant, uh, not General Grant, rather, uh, West River Miracle and No Apology in the same race. I thought they were okay and they're going to improve as the um, preparation progresses. But I actually think the biggest danger to the Velvet Queen is a horse by the name of Corn Cobb um, on the quick backup, drops in weight, slides in right on the minimum, and the wizard William Pike is the replacement rider for um, who wrote it last Saturday? Taj Dyson. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Corn Cobb goes at this level. And um, for new trainer Campbell McCallum, and um, yeah, if Velvet Queen runs into encounters any uh, traffic issues in transit, then a horse like Corn Cobb can certainly take advantage. Really disgruntled about Esperance, BJ. <laughs> What a waste of honestly, what a waste of time doing all the form. I don't know who's betting well, in Esperance, but dearie mate. But what about away. what about exchange? I'm what about, about, what about Yeah, that's late. exactly what, that's all that's all I can do. That's literally all I can do now is um is hope that and they do often get the wobble. Brad Brad's someone that says it quite a lot. People want to be on a certain horse. 
it gets walloped. Ooh, yep. That was a loud whack. And then yep. um, Betfair autocorrects itself. So, so you got to be smart in that situation not to dive in at bottom price mm-hmm. after it's been walloped, which sometimes it's hard not to do. But you got to remember the opportunity to back the horse will always be there, even if it means a lower price. Anyway, I'm trying to tell myself that, by the way. Uh, this is Betfair. the one race we've got some market to look at. Betfair, Betfair. Brad's up. Oh, Brad's up for this race. He went up the other day. Um, I'm with you. This Brave. I found, this, one, I found this the easiest race in the entire card to do, and yep. I don't know if I'll have a bet. Um, the Velvet Queen, for me, will probably stalk Corncob. I think it's a great map for Corncob, yep. despite the awkward-looking gate, because big screen might get across Cockney Crew. Um, Chevelle de Varga will spear across and might breeze if that occurs. Otherwise, might tuck in, but there should be enough speed for Corncob to come across. There should be out, excellent speed. Yeah. Sit outside of West River Miracle, and I think Chris Parnham will, will probably just look to kick up and follow Corncob everywhere it goes. I think the Velvet Queen's going to be too brilliant for Corncob over the 1800, but... Like the way I've marked oh, my mark is this race for a dollar ninety the Velvet Queen four forty corn cob yep. eleven dollars big screen I think big screen was the beneficiary of having it was almost uni time that kicked up to leaders back then had the retired now retired sentimental queen in the yep. breeze and it had the the sort of Bruce plod, plodding away Bruce Bruce will win one. Probably not one of these, but Bruce will win one soon. I think it's going better than the numerical form suggests. Um, so it had one of those maps that allows you to go quick shake them off. And then develop establish a, establish a margin. I know yeah. that I know it only won by half a length or a head or whatever it was, but it it was pretty comfortable still. It was a powerful. powerful you know what I mean, yeah. Chris? I don't think he considered getting the stick here. Yeah. Uh, it was a great run from big screen too. Don't get me wrong. Is big but, screen is the mile? It's query for big yeah, screen. Yeah, one of the mile. Yeah, but it just feels like he's better at four. I'm nowhere near big screen here. Yeah. I'll be very very surprised. To be honest with you, the, I didn't even consider it. But the the bet for me here is probably just. Back the, the Velvet Queen, Corn Cob, Quinella. Yeah. Like the or sort of, yeah. Gonna is Corn Cob going to be- um, Same race multi. Oh, that was a hard luck, wasn't it? <laughs> you can tell you can tell our story, right? That's a hard luck. That's good pun. That's good pun. Good reward, punting, isn't yeah, it? Deary, mate. Yeah, um, yeah deary, mate. Um, Quinella. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. A Quinella bet or a Corn Cob each way at $2.20 plus a hole type thing. If, if I've got him a dollar ninety four forty, and then the next favourite heavy in the teens. like He's a fascinating horse, Corn Cob. Mm. 11 wins, only four. Well, it's last um, couple of runs, it's been it's been really tight. It's been tough on speed, and I think it's probably a better horse in slow cover. In slow races. I yeah. just can't see unless, as you said, unless there's some bad luck. I, I can't see it holding out the belt quite if it's on its back. Ooh. But don't forget what Pike's worth, though. Yeah, so I'm with you there. Um, I'm actually, yeah, I'll do, yeah, the Velvet Queen. What pro, what price? What's your SP Betfair SP? Do you reckon? For oh, I don't Queen? know. I actually end up um, backing the Velvet Queen last yeah, so start. She only got to two ten or something. Yeah. But with this, because I backed to Bazoom initially, yeah. and it came out with the scratching. I think I was like a dollar sixty eight. It's not really my MR. I didn't have much on it. If, if I'm betting at short prices, I actually have less on. Yeah. Like it's the way I sort of go about it. But. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna watch it later. If again, I've got a dollar ninety four forty. If, if there is Pike money and Corn Cob starts four sixty, and we get two dollars thirty five, two forty, I'll probably yeah. be willing to to play again. You know, so in saying that, that that that's my thought process. If you're looking at a sort of a bet in that sense, it's each way Corn Cob or a win bet on um, the Velvet Queen. And to be honest, if you can get six bucks one and then back the other at two forty, you can always do a back and save, and that is boring as buggery. But I just cannot see. Um, one of the two not winning it. But, um, yeah, pretty confident it'll be the Velvet Queen. Sweet. And um, 
Perth Cup plays to get a runner up there in uh, Stafford's lad. This is uh, he's going to be going around in the Ascot Mile, heading to South Australia, where he will have two starts in the Lord Reams, which is a twenty six hundred meter lead up to the Adelaide Cup, and then the thirty two hundred meters in the. That's what happened to me by the bloody Esperance side. I got Lord Reamed. <laughs> so that's uh, that's Stafford heading time. heading towards the uh, the the time honoured yeah. Adelaide. There's a few. Cup. Stayers here, living the dream back. It's a, there's a very uh, Cockney crew off. It's only off three weeks. I forget mm. the Perth Cup was run twice. Um, sorry, I didn't forget it was run twice. I just, uh, you forget how recent that was. Well, it these horses, like feels like these that horse, was a long time ago. These horses need to be rolling for the uh, the Bunbury Cup. It's not yeah. That far away. So. Yep. No, exactly de- right. They might, de- like, to be honest, I reckon they'll ride Cockney crew of the city here. Okay. And that will work in big screens favour massively because it's got a, a horse who I think will be going a long way from home yep. following horse. Okay. You, you would, wouldn't you, with Cockney crew, though? Yeah. You'd try something different with a race with that much speed. You'd say, well, hang on, we're not going to kick up and probably outstay some of these. So let's especially, see how we go with cover. Especially if you've got a preparation. Yeah, just a learning process. You're not, yep. You don't, yeah, I don't think you're trying to win this. So. All right. So what time is it, Terry? BJ, it's time for the get out stakes. H-A-L-A-T-O-R-I-O-N. <laughs> I pre- pre-planned that one. <laughs> the extremely popular Get Out Steaks is brought to you by Market City Meats. Timmy Hewitt, he uh, was kind enough to let the competition roll through in our absence. So we've been, um, yeah, we've been, our listeners have been enjoying the opportunity to, to try and win a uh, meat pack weekly uh, over the last two months while we've uh, been on our hiatus. So, but of course, Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canning Vale Markets on Bannister Road, run by the legend himself, Timmy Hewitt. Um, if you're out there, drop in. Timmy and his team will give you the red carpet treatment out there at Market City Meats. Congratulations to all our Get Out Stakes winners during our break. And Terry, we actually had a few first time, quite a few first time mm. winners. So the the popularity of the Get Out Stakes just continues oh, it's to grow. exponential, yeah. Out of control. Understandable. I've been told best free comp in the world. Now to enter the <laughs> Get Out Stakes. Uh, race night, Ascot on Saturday. Hit us up at the one one pod on Twitter. Let us know. Or Do you Sunday. think wins or Sunday? Who you think Sunday wins morning. the last? Uh, and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places are required. Uh, remembering, of course, the Sam White rule. Who, um, yeah, the mastermind himself, Sam White. First in, best dressed. First in, best. And dressed. you have to get the spelling right too. That's K. Okay. So make sure you spell spell Halitorian right. Yes. Do you want to run through it again? You're right. <laughs> um, <laughs> What do you reckon, BJ? You, you lead us. You tell us. You tell me who's going to win, why they're going to win it, and what they're going to win after this race. Oh, I think we're talking about a little, no, fairy, a little fairy creature that lives on an island just off the coast of Western Australia. Well, I tell you what. I tell you what. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon if you're a slot old, you, you, is, it I reckon a woman, we, is it a woman fuzzy little creature or what? I reckon. Uh, you give me a spell. I, I reckon <laughs> if. Uh, I reckon if you are, I reckon some slot holders would be very well advised to. Tune uh, in. I'm not talking about. Tune in. Watch not it. Sorry, in particular. Watch but it. But you've got to go for the form horse in WA at the time as well, because I think uh, so. Holding fire as long as possible. So we'll just wait and see. Pretty impressive though. You know what's on the same. Has there been a you more know improved? On the, you know what's on the same day. Caracatta and Caracatta and the Quagga. Yeah, Car- I know. Yeah, yeah the Quagga's on the same day. What Oden, a day. Oden Oden are all up. <laughs> I think an arc roll of hell is So no, uh, the most- I love how people, I love how even I, like I, I'm, I'm fully aware, like I'm fully aware of the, uh, we're a 77 Raider who's been a battler for 27 starts and we've suddenly just thrown together two, well they're black type runs. 
The most improved horse in WA. Yeah. In 2023, right? Ownership groups lifted it. I'll yeah. tell you what. Impressive. What price? I just so I wanted to see. Uh, well, we'll see soon. What price Brad was going to go up? So does hopefully he, it's not far away. Does he opt out of that, or does he just just keep? No, he still does. But yeah. Brad goes up super thin for yeah. all the ones we own. So yeah. he's. Uh, it, it'll, I don't think I've ever had a bet on one of my horses with Brad early. Yeah. So I think he's wary that I'm. Uh, what? That I'll shove it what? In his face. You, you, I wanted to get Roy. Uh, Trigger Rogers on the uh, show this week. Mm. You just said just next just, week. Just calm your jets. We we'll get through this week if, first, yeah, and then we'll get him on. Yeah, we'll week. get him on. Yeah. Um, you speaking? You speaking to Roy? What's what has been the what's the secret sauce here? Like what are, what's going on? I just think what's going on. He just needs a firm deck. I think yeah. firm deck. Um, William Pike. Yeah, I, I think Willie Pike's a, a key element. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's the improvements wild. Like it's it's proper. It's, it's sort of eight nine lengths. So you go back. So to you that. get you get the the ratings through the the um, GTX ratings. Yeah, and, they, well, and, and they, usually they hold I'm not. Up, yeah, they they massively hold up. Um, and he sort of last start. You could even say um, last start. You could even say he probably wasn't suited because he pulled a bit early, went to the front, which wasn't the plan. But we were willing to do so. By the way, if you read our little text exchange where um thanks holly i told the lads uh, i said watch capital flight not want to lead because yeah. two starts ago at one with the sit and last start it failed leading even though that was being challenged by acromantula throughout i said watch them because everyone's so reactive oh mm. we can't lead they don't look at a speed map so yeah just had a little word i said pikey if they don't go for it be willing to go to the top and tell you what i felt pretty good when he went to the top in one by three mm. after that so um that's just incredible how reactive um, and it wasn't uh, – Holly would have wanted to lead that race. I have no doubt whatsoever. It wasn't Holly Watson. It was uh, the connections, I reckon, that have just not considered The stewards were impressed by her handing up either. But it was – I yeah, yeah, anyway. I just I could just see it pre-race. I was mm. like, because they, they're going to look. Oh, we won with a sit. Then we lost trying to lead. Let's ride with a sit. Despite the fact there is no speed in the race, we've got barrier one. Like, anyway, it's madness. Complete utter madness. You've got to have some bravery. Mm. Anyway, um, yeah, the secret is I don't know. We just got lucky. I think. Tell you what, though, when we uh, about- I got I got done at Northern. Roy did me because <laughs> I said I want a horse. I want to buy out a few for obviously stage of proceedings. So I want a horse with you, Roy. Yeah. And um, uh, he goes, which one do you want? Which one do you want? And he mentioned a few names. I said, Nah, I want that thing that ran second in the maiden earlier in the day with Maddie Corning on it. Yeah. Ran second to Peter Fernie's talk it up. I said, I want, I want Alatorian. He goes, how much do you want? I said, half. Give me half. Yeah. And uh, no, I said, I want the whole thing, actually. He said, no, 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 Wendy will want to keep, his wife will want to keep half. And I said, all right. So he called me a price and it was 40 grand. And um, for, so half was 20, obviously. And I um, I was I thought, oh, geez, I reckon I'm getting done here. But, <laughs> but before, while I'm thinking that, the word that came out of my mouth was done. <laughs> done. <laughs> So I thought, oh, fuck me, Dad. So I messaged a few of the lads, and luckily Brad and Nelson, uh, the Johnston brothers, brothers Pistol yeah. This was a late in, actually. I gave Pete uh, 5% for bugger all because I just wanted to get some of the uh, – because I was left with a big lump of it. Mm. Um, I just wanted to get some off the uh, – because obviously the training fees are astronomical when mm. you own sort of a reasonable amount of one. And, um, yeah, we battled away in, in maiden grade, and then we probably should have won the West Speed uh, final. Pikey was held up the entirety. We should have won the West Speed Platinum race following, and Oliver was held up the entirety. How's that? That's when I said, "Fuck, I'm I'm not I'm not destined to be at the racetrack." Um, when that happens, barrier two, barrier two, Pike, Oliver, they both come back and go, "Oh, geez, we would have won that, boys." Mm. You know, and you're kidding me. Like, 
what's going on here? And then um, none of us really had a bet of note <laughs> the, the next start. And we, we sit on the back a bit of Merritt, who oh. came out, by the way, who came out its very next start and was a run of the race by panels. Behind us that day was Weapon Sun, was Ain't No Other Man, who's been super. Like, do you know how good a form reference it is? And you and we uh, didn't just almost, win. almost broke the track record. We didn't just win. We, we won with, with author. We would have broke the track record if he tried. Yeah, told him. We told him to pull it up once he got about four in front. <laughs> anyway, went to Albany and um, you didn't ask for all this, but you're getting it all. Went to Albany and um, did not handle because it was a soft seven it says good four yeah and um yeah just simply did not go a yard because it was the wrong deck and then we were a bit nervous like we obviously we just thought i probably thought was that just a flash in the pan he's obviously got the ability to do it but yeah. maybe a flash in the pan and to win like that again is very exciting anyway tremendous so tremendous that's that's the story and but you're right the improvements it's wild yeah. but at least we know we know the horse so well now it's like firm deck that's okay firm deck so, so he's, anyway. he's 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 using the this this race on the sad day. It's a audition in a way, isn't it? <laughs> oh dear! Now, I say this in prior because it's quite fun, or I put up a little tweet here or there for a bit of. But then I feel like I'd sound like a goose. So that's it's the most anyone that has a a good. Uh, sprinter that's going okay in these lower grades. The first thing they do is make the quacker joke. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to repeat the the same joke every single person makes. But our figures are like because houses serenity is fourteen dollars. I reckon we would have looking at the way we were going, we would have beaten houses serenity just on numbers um, from those starts. So if she's fourteen dollars in that market for the quacker, then dearie may tell you what, Sen's got a slot. Who does a little bit of work for Sen? I no. thought, uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, very coincidental. Wouldn't that, that you, be very a, coincidental that you're back on the airways this yeah, Friday? Wouldn't that be something? I had a show. I mentioned it to Miles this morning. Very I said, coincidental. Give me, me Hutchie's number. Yeah, so was he the one that personally bought the slot? So, yeah. Uh, look, we're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to overcome uh, a seriously challenging looking map here to some degree, BJ. But, so gate, um, gate ten of twelve. Yep. Bit of weight. Um, yeah. Very interesting. That's why I wanted your thoughts when we started this race 40 minutes ago. Um. Uh, my thoughts are um, good luck beating Halatorian, I think. I think only bad luck beats Halatorian. Uh, ain't no other man and warm and fuzzy. Ain't no other man's racing really well, but just can't seem to just get that win. That's typical ain't no other man. He's been brave and consistent and honest. Do you, know much, do you know how much weight it gets on Halatorian for the run back on the 17th of the What's call? the turnaround? Seven and a half, I think. Yeah. I'm yeah. Go, yeah and he was, and, uh, and he comes out of that, the race that Woman Fuzzy won. You're saying that all he the about seven and a half lengths behind us. As yes. Well, so. Yeah, he got cast out, yeah. Uh, Woman Fuzzy, I tell you what, Ash, I remember backing Woman Fuzzy in a race first up, Brad Parnham on board at Ascot. I think it was, I think it was like 210. It started three bucks and ran last in a field of six. That's good punning. Awesome. And uh, two, two starts later, after winning a Mount Barker Maiden, I think it was gone with Ash Maley. And I think he's won six races with her, mm -hmm. five, no, four Saturday races, I think. Yeah. He's just done- More in store just, too. Sorry? More in store too. Yeah. He's like, he's, he's just one of those horses who keeps, like every time you raise the bar for him, he measures up. So, but he's drawn 11, so he's drawn one outside, you warm and fuzzy with uh, Taj on board. So, um, yeah, you're kind of both in the same boat. But for me, I just feel like the way Alatorian is race, racing, uh, love and pike, loving the firm decks. Um, yeah, with, unless it's tremendously unlucky or, you know, like caught, randomly caught for wide no cover, I think, uh, I think Haller should, uh, should get the chockies again. 
Yep. Interesting map with uh, Ain't No Other Man uh, in one. Everyone's going to just naturally say, well, that's your leader. But Ain't No Other Man's a horse that can be really good from the gates. But on some days, it can be like last start. It can be really wobbly from the mm. machines as well. So in a race where there's no speed, there's always a few more that look to come across. And I don't think they'll have much of an option with Warm and Fuzzy. I, I know that Ash May likes a horse ridden with a bit of cover if possible. It did win leading last campaign. Yeah. But- I mean, that's not really a possibility, you'd think, from this position. You've got to just be aggressive and, and hope that now it's a fit horse and can keep rolling. Yep. Um, but then you've got Honeydew from nine. I presume their tactics will probably be to uh, let us go and follow Halatorian. Um, and then he's got what I don't think is is super quick. So, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me if Halatorian ends up 1-1. One, one. wouldn't surprise me if Halatorian ends up in front. It wouldn't surprise me if Halatorian ends up three deep no cover mm. as well. So, um, yeah, it's a fascinating one in that sense. Price-wise. Tactics on Blow Me Out could be interesting. Blow Me Out's a nice horse too. If, blow Me Out, two trials. If it goes forward, it could be the th- leading up the three wide line and then all of a sudden, you know, where the wizard is, he's yep. right on his back. So Yeah. Yep. Oh, there's also the map has potential for this to turn ugly for yep. us as well. Yep. So we have times where we're not the quickest horse out of the gates. You need to remember that as what well. What price are so, you thinking? I, I found it very difficult to mark and I'm yeah, so I, 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 this is the horse I, I would like to be on, but I, uh, I'm also, yeah, I'm pretty happy to probably just watch it, and I mean, I'm enjoying this ride immensely at the moment. So if it's it's it transcends punting to some degree, but what price were you? Uh, I was thinking about three bucks. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah, I'd, I'd marked him high twos initially, but yeah. then I three bucks would be nice. I saw nice. the figures and whatnot, and you thought, gee, gee whiz, you could even have him a touch shorter. It's a yeah. nice setup for Hammer Mill, by the way. Yeah, uh, it wasn't suited by the thousand. Around the quickest last two of the day, do you know Halatorian ran the fourth quickest last two? Around mm. the quickest last two of the race, despite leading and going above bench to the turn. Oh, that's that's the sign. That's something I love to see um, for a proper racehorse. So anyway, yeah. do you remember King Cool Cat? Yeah, it's got to be the King Cool Cat. Apart from the fact we broke our maiden a little bit earlier. Yeah, it's a little bit of King Cool Cat about bit it. Of King so, Cool Cat. Yeah. So the plan will just be to um to try and win this, and geez, if we can win this by margin, I won't come as um I won't come as quietly next week. Me, me, me. Yeah, me. But yeah, Halatorian for me in the get out stakes. So I imagine he's going to be a very popular entry. Yes, uh, great map for my dilemma as well. It won't look like that on paper, but yeah. I expect this race to have a really nice wide line moving into it. And I think my dilemma, while it was a good winner last start, I think we both had something on small yeah. last start, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I don't think it's impossible that she can win again as well um, as the last horse standing late in the day. So um, there you go. Put Pims Royale in your first horse as well. But don't do that, no. Don't do that? No, oh, you can if you want. <laughs> we might have heard BJ's Maddie. <laughs> You'd probably take the place for us. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, okay, so let's take a break and we'll be back with our best, our Maddies and our Lays for Ascot Mulder. Okay, team, during the ad break, uh, with no odds available, any odds available for one race um, on Saturday at the moment, being the Ascot Mail Race 8. The What's guru, going on? The guru, I know, the Guru and I have... Uh, well, made an executive decision that we're not going to give out our best, our maddies or our lays for this meeting with our odds. Um, it just doesn't seem like the right thing to do. Instead, we will um, get them published on the Betfair hub under the the one one umbrella there at uh, the Betfair Education Centre there. Hey, so betfair.com.au. Hey. Terry and my best, our mad our Maddie and our lay for this Ascot Mile meeting will be on the Betfair Hub. So go check that out. 
Very good, BJ. Yeah. That's it. We got through 153. Our return hit out, mm. both blowing a bit. Understandable. Got no barrier of, trials heading in. Got a bit of fart off our chest as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I've got plenty more, I reckon. But we'll save that. I like to warm into it, <laughs> you know. So we'll save that for episode 154. I always say 154 is the best. But uh, well done to uh, Sammy. Sammy White knocking off uh, Jordan Turner, who's a very hard man to knock off at the Masters. Yeah. Line, so incredible yeah. performance. Doug Date, early lead. Jordan leveled up and he said, you know what? I've got a little kick in me. Yeah. Divine Inanna from yep. race one yesterday. He just sort of said, I might be in trouble here, but hang on. There is something coming. So well done to uh, Sammy White. We got anyone lined up next week? Not sure yet. Not sure yet. All right. We'll throw you out in the ring. Let's throw you out in the ring and and oh, for the, you talk about for the mastermind. Yeah. 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 Throw no, you out no in the one ring. is no one is booked yet. Yeah. Throw you out in the ring. I, I'd like to see more first timers. To be honest, we we go for a lot of the. Uh, the you said we got a lot of first time entrants into the uh, get out, uh, halatorian. So this week, um, well, and going forward, I'd like more new newbies yes. in the mastermind. You yeah, know? even sure. some people in the racing. Definitely people in the racing industry too. Yeah. Um, but everyone, just get involved. Everyone's welcome. Exactly right. Um, that's us. We'll get a guest on next week. I'll have a good chin wag to someone. Yeah. Palatorian wins by over three. It'll be Roy under three knot. Um, <laughs> that's the line if we get Roy Rogers on next week. So if you don't want to hear from Roy, cheer for Halatorian to be beaten by under three lengths, uh, to win by under three lengths. <laughs> Ah, uh, this week, but uh, good luck on the punt, whenever it may be, Saturday, Sunday. Good luck at Geraldton as well. Um, if you're the person taking the Esperance odds, then go and shove it up your, uh, shove it up your places. And uh, until <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to our producer Jen yes, as well, that's who um, next. Has, has been enjoying not have to sort sift through this absolute rabble it's of a podcast. Uh, but Jen. We've just dragged you back out of retirement, and um, we appreciate everything you do for us to make us feel, make us sound half reasonable, or regular. That's a stretch, I'd say. But no, appreciate Jen's work uh, immensely, and um, until next week. I'm on.